0: Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with a goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie that you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can also find us on any of our socials. That would be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Best Picture Cast. We remind you, if you enjoy the podcast you like what you hear, please rate and review. Hit that subscribe button and uh, and join the party with us. And we are back yet again. And we are back for our third movie in our series of movies from the 1970s. And that's 1973's The Sting. And if you were with us last week, you'll know that we covered The Godfather and had... Three frequent flyers with us, Grant Z, RDB, and Joey R, and they'll be back for the Godfather 2 episode, which will kick off our third season, but we're still working on closing out our second season here, and I have a couple of other frequent flyers here with us, the non-Godfather guys, to discuss The Sting, which is the movie that won Best Picture in between The Godfather 1 and The Godfather 2. First I have to my left here... Uh we last heard him on the Oliver episode and he is Chris G. Chris.
1: Hey Karen, how you doing? Uh yeah, back again. Uh, you know, did the uh Shawshank Redemption and uh, Sounds of the Lambs, a few others. Couple others, yeah. We're back in your uh, home studios
0: here. It's been yeah. a little bit. Glad to have you guys finale. here. Yeah, good to have you back there, Chris. And we also
2: have Brendan B. Brendan, welcome back. Ah, thank you for having me back. Yeah, I was also in the Shakespeare in Love episode. That was my first first one. And Shakespeare in Love, yeah. That's
0: been a little while on that one. The last time we heard you was the Amadeus episode, is that right? That
1: so was my last one. We were also on the Jaws and Shaw's episode together, were we not? Jaws. Yeah. That's going to be applicable here, because... Our boy Robert Shaw is
0: back again. Robert Shaw's back. Yeah, every, everyone's back here except for Grant Z, I think. For that <laughs> one. It, was, it was the three of us in Grant and we did uh, A Man for All Seasons and we tied that in with Jaws. That was a, a fun episode too. You can check that one out from our season one. And uh, this is our last dance with Robert Shaw here, oh, presumably. Yes, yeah, that's bad, a sad day. There'll be plenty of Shaw to talk about here in this one. There's no, no doubt about that. Yes, yeah, so this movie is this thing. This was a first watch for both of you?
1: Yes. Yes. I actually own it. But have never watched it. <laughs> it was given it's to fair. me as a gift, uh, which, in retrospect, was a very thoughtful gift. I yeah. just never got around to it. Still in the wrapper, you, know? I, you know. I was just gonna say it's a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, no, it and... wasn't that long ago, but somebody knew that I would like it and and bought it for me. But it's still sitting on the DVD shelf with, uh, you know, the wrapper still on.
0: Yeah, it, I think I remember being being by your place Scenic, and seeing it. They're like, "Oh, that's the Best Picture winner there," and you're like, "I don't even think the wrapping's off that one." <laughs> there, <so. laughs> Uh, and Brendan, your first viewing for you too? First viewing, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is one uh, I've seen a couple times. It's I probably first saw it maybe I don't know, you know probably about seven years ago or so, and I, I want to say I watched it again about a year ago. I watched this last night, Easter night. Brendan, you and I uh, after our family excursion, we watched a very the interesting Searchers. movie. Yeah, The Searchers with John Wayne. Oh. Chris, you ever seen that one? No, never heard of it. Yeah, it was not very good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was like listening to someone just ramble on for a while. <laughs> oh. you know, the, the, there was no cohesion from one scene to the next. Funny, though, people say... You know, older the older generation, will be like, "Oh, that's one of my favorite John Wayne movies." Yeah, it's on um, the AFI Top 100 list
0: of, yeah. of best movies ever made. I was waiting for it to get good, and it just yeah,
1: yeah different generation, man. Couldn't Sometimes tell like time kept. was
0: passing. You couldn't tell if a
2: day passed or a decade passed. <laughs> it's, it's snowing in one scene, and then they're in the middle of the desert in the next, and it's yeah, something didn't translate. Yeah. I,
1: I have a feeling that that would not be uh, one of my favorites. Oh movies, no, so. you would have been out. You yeah. would not
0: know I'll tell you what, our dad who who. Tends to be quick to hit the ejection seat when he's not being pulled into the movie. He stuck it out huh. for the whole movie. Yeah. And it's long. Yeah. It's, it's well, long I mean, it's two hours, but it's a long two hours. <laughs> you, feel every, you feel all four hours of it. <laughs> yes, but this is not a searcher's podcast, thankfully. This is a The Sting podcast. And The Sting is pretty much a beloved movie. I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. It's Robert Redford and Paul Newman. This is our only Paul Newman example here on the list this is gonna be our only time to talk about him but I, I know chris you you're uh, a semi paul newman fan you got
1: oh, oh way more than that y- okay, Especially him.
0: yeah okay great yeah, yeah. so yeah that and robert redford we will talk again not as an actor but as a director as he directed ordinary people uh the 1980 best picture winner but yeah the two of these guys are probably maybe more well known for butch cassidy and the sundance kit and the director also did that with that yes movie. yes yeah. yeah george roy hill George Roy Hill directed both of those, and George Roy Hill also directed another Paul Newman favorite of yours, Chris, that you brought up in the past.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Color of Money or the the Hustler? Uh,
0: no, that that's Scorsese, mm-hmm. but oh, right, right, um, right, Slapshot.
1: Oh, did he really? Yeah, he
0: directed no Slapshot kidding. with Paul Newman too. Yeah. yeah, I know you brought that up when we were talking about sports movies. It's my, the top it's a
1: movies. well for me. I'm the hockey guy on the cast, and it's a beloved movie for any anybody who's a hockey fan. That's that's a beloved movie. So.
2: Now the color of money is is that oh, well, that's we're gonna, my we're going to talk about okay.
1: that I think.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about color of money for sure. Then uh, and, and the hustler. I mean, I just watched the two of those a few months ago for the first time. Well,
1: I suggested Color of Money to you, right? That was one of my suggestions. Yeah,
0: in our in your first appearance on the uh on the podcast, you actually yeah. on air. Uh, okay. recommended that one we were going through Tom Cruise's filmography yeah. we got to color money and i think it's Davey one, of my, it's one
1: was... of my favorite scorsese mo- movies uh, although it's weird that i just forgot that he directed it uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's one of those that you forget about from scorsese you know it gets lost in the in the vastness of his catalog
0: yeah i don't know if it's just the 80s the 80s vibe to it, it has but... an
1: 80s stink on it a little bit yeah yeah so. now did
0: either of you see butch cassidy and the sundance kid the i have
1: i regrettably no i haven't i, I should it's, I agree. With yeah, you I
0: was gonna, point. I was gonna suggest that you I watch know. it for this, but last for the Oliver episode, I made you watch five movies, Chris. Okay. So I don't <laughs> <It's laughs> sure, yeah. have to do it again. <laughs> I, mean, and then I watched thre- the wrong one. Yeah, you uh, threatened me on the air, so I was yeah. like, you know, maybe no, I'll just let him no, go. No, but thing. that one I would
1: have, I, sh- I kind of wish I had seen now, but uh, mm-hmm, I will yeah. get to it right after this because now I'm interested.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll
1: definitely talk a little bit about
0: that one, nevertheless. But this is uh, the thing is a, is I want to say, and I don't know how you guys felt about it yet, but. Probably like the most fun movie we've
1: covered so far. I mean, a lot of these Best Picture winners can kind of be a bit of a drag, as you know. As Kieran, this is the first. So there's, there's, there's the way Kieran works that he, he picks some of them for you, and some of them he picks are he picks because you've requested it, or he thinks you would you know he knows you like the movie. This is one he picked for me, and generally that does not go well for me. I'm usually annoyed, but this one I was a I was excited about and absolutely loved. You know, from beginning to end, it's my kind of movie. This is my kind of movie, even though it's a little bit older. That was how I felt too. He sent me a text
2: message: "The Sting." Like, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Um, Let me see if I can find it on, you know, the Apple iTunes store download it and it's going and i and i i really enjoyed it i broke out my paul newman uh, knockoff oreos and ate, ate some while i watched <laughs> them but what i found was in many ways is the groundwork
1: for a lot of movies that come out of it i, I got that a lot Brendan. movies or heist movies yeah. i was um, i was i was seeing the the influence it had on so many other movies i'm like oh this they took this movie's been ripped off a thousand times yeah. you know and I, I didn't i had no idea that's where those movies were getting it the, the, from. Exactly. That's, yeah.
2: that's what really impressed me.
0: Yeah, which, is, which is a cool concept, too, because this movie was, was made to kind of model after the 30s gangster movies.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: With um, the James Cagney or you know, White Heat or any of movie, those movies like that. So Hill had, had set this movie up to, whether it was from the costume design or the sets, or even from the Universal symbol right in the beginning. They, they used the 1930s Universal logo in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah just to kind of get that throwback feel.
1: Yeah, and the, the, the title cards in between uh, yeah. the sections, yeah. yeah, that's all to make you feel like it's from the 1930s. It was very it was a, a conscious choice. Yeah, yeah, and it's
0: cool to see a movie in the 70s that was influenced so much by these movies from the 30s that then would go on to influence yeah. all the movies after it.
1: I mean, the one I thought of instantly, which, I, I mean, was obvious, was the like Ocean's Eleven mo- movies. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. that's
2: what I thought at first, and that made me realize
1: the difference between a heist and a con true a movie in a con movie that's true but they're they're similar in in, in not necessarily the medicine the crime that they're doing uh, and by the way i know oceans 11 was a remake obviously i'm aware of yes. that but i think it has more akin to this movie than it may yeah. be even to the original oceans 11 movie right. it, it's more of a buddy a buddy criminal movie Yeah, you know? yeah. and that's i think it, it, it might be one of the first buddy movies i've I, I've seen the earliest, one of the earliest ones.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think this in Butch, butch Cassidy but, was well, just three years before.
1: I after butch... after doing some research, I realized that maybe that was original. I mean, the chemistry between those two is yeah undeniable. Is yeah. But, is
2: but yeah, your point is that they have that target. They have the yes. other, the villainous target. Mark. Their mark that yeah. they're going after. Uh, Matchstick Men was... That's a great wow, one.
1: Oh, yeah. ...was one that really I got reminded uh-huh. of. Uh, I don't know if I, that's loved by a lot of people, but I, I enjoy it. I that really movie. like that. Yeah, yeah. Every, every opportunity I can get to bring up Burn
0: Notice, I will, as there's, of course, a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> influence in here, too, with the up your I would not your, know about yeah, that, but I'll <laughs> take Bruce Campbell and Jeffrey Donovan playing off of that, too. But, uh, yeah, the USA Network television shows don't find their way into... Best picture cast <laughs> all that often, so I have to you, or you wedge force it in. feed yeah. them in, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys both said that I kinda picked this one for you. So what the idea was here, we were gonna end season two with The Godfather
3: mm.
0: and start season three with The Godfather Two. And the movie that won In the middle that's picture in between those was The Sting. So right. the Sting would actually be the finale. And uh so that we have a rankings episode usually in between. Our, our seasons now we will have a 15th episode to close out the season because that's just how things worked out and then we'll be doing the rankings after that so that should be fun but i wanted to get the guys who weren't on the godfather episode to do this thing and it was going to be you two and jay dowski who was on the american beauty episode as well as the gentleman's agreement episode jay unfortunately could make it tonight but he will uh he will be back soon enough so um, I'm looking forward cool. to, to hearing from them again. So the sting, do we have anything else here that we need to talk about before we get, get rolling?
1: No, I think we're I think we've already probably gone into more than we expected early. So yeah, okay. okay. Let's, so so let's let's do go it.
0: into the seven in nineteen seventy-three. Let's do the dive here. The year is, as Chris said, nineteen seventy-three. And the That's... US president was Richard Nixon, and this would be his final full year in office. We covered his his re-election victory last week on that Godfather episode. And we'll come upon his resignation in the 1974 episode for Godfather Two in our season three premiere, as I, I said before. But I guess we'll take this time, on a, since this is kind of a positive movie, we'll just make a positive note about Richard Nixon. <laughs> is that he in 1973 he did end the U.S. military involvement in Vietnam, and he terminated the U.S. military draft. So that in a, a year before all the Watergate scandal. Hoopla kicked in. In the nineteen seventy three World Series, we saw the Oakland Athletics defeat the no New
1: idea. York,
0: the New York Mets, Brennan. Oh. Yes, <laughs> okay. the nineteen seventy-three New York Mets. You were supposed
1: Another Mets loss for the books. <laughs> Brennan, you were <laughs> supposed to know that just so you know. <laughs> uh, no.
0: Well, I mean, I kinda I kinda baited him a little bit there, uh, because this is not a, a Mets team that's talked about too often around here. You could you forget that they were in the World Series in the in the 70s uh and it went seven games believe it or not uh the a's won in seven to win their second consecutive world series championship the world series mvp was a man we've talked about now three weeks in a row and that's mr october reggie jackson the team was managed yet again by dick williams it's a mets national league championship team as i said that doesn't get talked about too often around here and you know we're we're from the New York area and it featured a trio of legendary Hall of Famers ace pitcher and likely the best player in franchise history Tom Seaver passed away this this past year in 2020 unfortunately um, there was also an aging Willie Mays on that team probably one of the best players ever played the game and uh, it was managed by the iconic Yogi Berra probably oh. one of the most popular personalities in baseball history so three pretty big names on that Mets team here's what could be the reason why it was not remembered so fondly is the Mets had the worst record of any team to participate in the World Series. <laughs> wow. And the second lowest winning percentage of any team to ever make the playoffs. Wow. They were 82 and 79, so they're only three games over 500. That record for uh, the worst team to make the playoffs was by the 2005 San Diego Padres. But getting out of mediocre Mets teams to make championships and moving on, I always got to take a shot every time I can here. The U.S. Billboard number one song of the year was, ready for this one, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree by Tony Orlando and Dawn. Got nothing. I got to say, I am a big fan of, <laughs> of the smooth sounds of the 70s. I take a lot of pride yeah. in, in 70s music. I had never heard of... Or heard this song until today? It's did you Did
1: so you ahead. listen to it and then still
0: not know it? Uh, correct. Yeah. Oh, okay, I had never heard this song before. The number one song of the year. For I'd have
1: to listen, and I may it may be familiar because, as Artie likes to point out, I'm slightly, <laughs>
2: just slightly older than you guys. Yeah, I think there was just something in the water that year. Everyone loved it, and then right,
1: we never gone. heard it again. I do
2: like Tony Orlando. I know knock knock three
0: times uh, the on, 70s, the, on the
1: ceiling. The 70s are full of one hit wonders, like it, probably yeah. more than any other decade. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's uh, I mean a lot of '70s songs you know from those commercials that have the scrolling, you know, the scrolling <laughs> yeah. font and the yellow title every every four yeah. or five.
2: Relive the '70s. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh Yes. Other notable number ones from 1973, Bad, Bad Leroy Brown by Jim Croce. Killing Me Softly with His Song by Roberta Flack. We yeah, mentioned that beautiful. last week. Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Ah, another classic. Uh, a country crossover, The Night the Lights Went Down in Georgia by Vicki Lawrence. Karen, I do like that one. That's, <laughs> That's a, good a good one. Too. Ribbon McIntyre Mac- also remade that one. And uh, You're So Vain by Carly Simon. That's a good one. And finally, Crocodile Rock by the great... Elton John. Ooh, nice. That's unforgettable. So there were some big number ones that year, just none, none of them climbed to that top spot to beat out, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. <laughs> the best picture winner of the year 1973 was The Sting. It was directed by George Roy
1: Hill. Oh, can, uh, can I intru- yeah. in, interrupt you for a second? You do this to me every single time. When we do the sports breakdown, you miss the Stanley Cup. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, You miss the Stanley Cup and you do it Every time when my team, the Montreal Canadiens, win the Stanley Cup, This they won that again? Yes, in they so, so you're ready for this. And week. and who did they beat, Kieran?
0: They didn't beat the Islanders, did
1: they? No, you'll be happy to know they who? beat the Rangers. They beat the Rangers.
0: Good. That's that's weak. So we get
1: we get a Rangers loss and a Mets loss this in is, the this is two this in a row, two episodes in a row. Well, now okay,
0: so well I will explain that we do the Stanley Cup winners in the non the non best picture episodes. So like the Shawshank Redemption. Roadhouse. Okay. Those are the Stanley Cup. I didn't winners. know that was the algorithm and yeah, which. Caveat. Yeah. So that was yeah. So I, I. Okay. Yeah. So now we're getting we're getting a just vibe know here, when
1: so. I'm on this cast and my team wins this Stanley Cup. All right, we
0: you're going to chime in here. I'm going to okay. chime in every that's, time. Okay, that's and that's I'm, acceptable. I'm just
2: going to keep my mouth shut as a Met fan and <laughs> a Ranger. A Met fan
0: and a Ranger <laughs> <laughs> fan. He goes down twice. <laughs> yeah, you did go down twice. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow, I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Pick better teams. Anyway, The Sting was the Best Picture winner of the year 1973. It was directed by George Roy Hill, uh, an original screenplay by David S. Ward. Music was by Marvin Hamlish. cinematography by Robert Surtees. It's starring Robert Redford, Paul Newman, BPC icon Robert Shaw, Charles Durning, Ray Walson, Eileen Brennan, and Robert Earl Jones, who is indeed the father of of James Earl Jones. I, I, I was going
1: to say that, yeah.
0: Did not know that until doing research today. Very cool. So, I was nominated for 10 Academy Awards and the winner of seven. I think that's like one of the higher highest total numbers that we've had. Uh, those seven were Best Picture, Best Director, George Roy Hill. Best Original Screenplay, David S. Ward. Best Art Set Direction. Best Costume Design. Best Film Editing. And Best Music, Marvin Hamlisch was also nominated for but did not win lead actor Robert Redford, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Robert Sertes, and Best Sound. And last week we covered the number two movie on the IMDb list, which is always a funky list. I think it has like yeah. every Christopher Nolan movie like in the top ten. But this is on that list. It's it's in at it number 113, though. A little lower than the yeah. Just... On that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so The Sting. This is one... And I think, you know, we were talking a little bit, we, we try not to talk too much off mic here before we start these things, but uh, as we were setting up, Chris, y- you mentioned that getting, kind of following along with the dialogue and following along with the scheming and the, and the plotting that's going on here can be a little confusing at times with this one.
1: Absolutely. It was an older movie and a lot of them, you know, the movies of our time in our time now are, are a bit more sophisticated, you know, in the last 20 years or so. So I'm starting the movie thinking I'm not going to have to worry too much about how how, how hard it's going to be to follow along. This movie is not like that. It's it's extremely hard to follow along. They First of all, they use... They're using um, dialogue and... and um... Yeah,
0: it's like a 1930s terminology. They're, they're but it's also, it's also
1: criminal terminology, yes, you know, which, yes. which you yeah, There's a jargon like, to it. There's jargon, yeah. yeah. So that was a little tough. And it's, it's a conv... I mean, I mean this in a positive. It's a convoluted story. There's, there's a lot of ins and outs, a lot of red herrings going on. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something very important. I learned that pretty quick. I, I did do a couple of rewinds, I'll be honest. Yeah. too.
0: Yeah, and, and this isn't a movie where you know they're just gonna they're just playing a trick on an easy sucker. You know, there you have to establish a villain here who goes at great great lengths to not be be the mark, right. and you know he's he's a guy that has to ultimately be had at the end. So it, in order to do that, you kind of have to have you have to have characters moving at a very quick pace intellectually and while they're talking to each other. And there's a lot of hand eye stuff going on. I, here throughout I the
1: movie. I I ended up feeling as if at the end of the day as an audience member i was the mark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even joking. Yeah. I really felt like that. i was like, oh, i was the one they were playing the trick on, not. And by the way, don't don't listen to this podcast if you haven't seen it because there will be spoilers, which is not common in our in our podcast. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good I'm glad you brought that up Chris cuz yeah, we we are going to cover all these spoilers. We deep dive it here. So yeah. we're we're going through the whole deal and if you just saw this pop up and you say, "Oh, i heard this thing's a good movie and you're listening along," probably pause it. Check yeah. out the movie. It's a, it's a two hour, a little over two hours. So it's like 210, I think.
1: We either do movies that you've everybody's seen a million times or ones that don't usually have a, a lot of twists. This one has a lot of twists. So yes. you don't want to ruin it for yourself. So don't. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's the genius of this movie is there's so many moving parts that they make you look one way. And then the next thing you know, yeah. something's changed that you weren't looking at. That's right. And you get surprised. It's, it's it's in many ways a magician's trick.
1: I think it's the most sophisticated movie I've seen of that era of movies. I mean, I really was impressed. It, you see it a lot now. In the mm-hmm. last, like I said, last 10, 20 years, you see a lot of movies that really throw you... I mean, Kieran, you and I just watched one, um, Promising Young Women. We'd, oh, yeah. And yeah. it just, every time I thought it was going to go left, it went right. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's an uh, the opposite in a sense that we are
0: now, as, as viewers... It, it, at this point, we're so accustomed to twists that yeah. it's like, oh, okay, great, a twist, you know. That that <laughs> it's that you'll watch that movie looking for the twist and you won't get it when you think you're gonna that's get right. it, and you won't get it how you think that's you're gonna right. get it. That's right. And so I did that's a that's a uh, a good one to check out. It's uh, and,
2: and the thing to be said about that too, because when I think of a twist, I think of you know, the biggest one of my childhood was Six Sense. Mm-hmm. You know where there's yeah. one big twist at the end.
1: Everything builds up to one big twist. What about Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. You find out you. Spoiler again. Sure. Right. You <laughs> find out Darth Vader is Luke's father. I mean that 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 right. at the time that was like a holy shit moment. You know. Yeah, but that's.
2: My point is that this isn't one big twist. This is many, many. different. Yeah. That's right. Many
1: different twists, that's and that's the genius of it. Yeah, yeah, they keep you guessing every step of the way. You're like, oh, I, I guess I didn't know what I was in for. it's, right. it's right. a
0: puzzle that's shifting. Uh, it's shifting as it goes, but it's also not too abstract where it's like, right. you know, they're trying to confuse. The, the viewer so that when they're done watching, they don't really know what they watch. They want you to know what you watch when you're done, but while you're going through it, it's going to... We gonna... get a
1: lot of that these days. A lot of those yeah. movies that that try so hard that they just lose you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been victim to that many times. You know, when I saw this one for the first time, I was just more or less
0: like, ah, you know, okay, that's a movie. You know, really? and I didn't love it. And I think a little bit of it was that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to too many of the nuances. And I wasn't, you know, back then I wasn't, when I watched it I wasn't watching it to prepare a podcast for it, so I was just kinda following along and I liked some of the tricks of that. I liked it, but wasn't wowed by it. It's like, okay, it's it's I see what it is. Watched it a couple years ago again and really liked it a lot. Yeah. This time and we do a lot of these and a lot of these movies that we've done for the podcast are movies that I like. And if you've listened here before, you know that I really have liked most of the movies yeah. we've covered so far. Uh percentage wise I would say like of the we're gonna be approaching thirty movies in a little bit I probably like 27, 25 to 27 of those movies. Uh, but sometimes when you know you're prepping for one of these things, watching it can be a little bit of homework.
1: Tedious. Yeah. yeah.
0: This one, I didn't want this movie to end. I, no. was, I was just having a blast with it. I, I, I really, really loved it this time around. I just, it's, it's just fun. And I think that a lot of these movies, even though they're great films and they're wonderful historic marks of cinema they're just not always the most fun movies. This one they're very heavy, they're very dark, they're very dense, they're very yeah. heady. This one was kind of just fun to watch Robert Redford and and Paul Newman
1: just try to get Robert Shaw in in the yeah. palm of their hands. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, first of all, you have two of two actors, maybe two of the most handsome men ever to grace the big screen. I I mean, you know, in their prime, pretty in much in their prime. In their yeah. prime, as I said, Paul Newman for me and especially after this movie, I think he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Mm. I don't want him to leave the screen at any moment. Like, he honestly, my biggest, biggest criticism of this movie is he's not into enough. Because Robert yeah. Redford's definitely the, the lead, you know? Uh, I
0: totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I could have used more Paul Newman in the Definitely. For
1: sure. He's just so charismatic. I find most of the movies he's in, I, I want to know that guy. I want to be part of his, his crew, yeah. you know? I felt like that Slapshot, Color of Money, uh, Hustler. I mean, I just, there's this one is just like that. I, I wanna know that guy. I wanna be I wanna be Robert Redford in this, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a
0: little later on in his career he got road to perdition. Oh
1: great movie. Um, yeah,
0: jeez. Yeah he's he's uh he's a hell of an actor and just and just he just syncs up with the screen so well.
1: You yeah. know it, yeah. he's just he was, he, he was made for the, the easy big to film. You know he's yeah. just easy to film. Yeah.
0: Other than Redford and Newman, you have Robert Shaw here as the villain and uh who was this was personally recommended to him by Paul Newman. He said, once he, once he read the script, he goes, he called Robert Shaw and he was like, I, I got one for you. And he said, when do we start? You know, so. Oh, wow. And he's fantastic in this movie. When you have a guy who you're trying to establish as a villain, and the audience knows that he's a guy that has to be had at the end of the movie, that you gotta get him. And your job is to set up a character that really can't be had. A lot of that leans on the demeanor of the actor, and he is—he plays impatience so perfectly in this movie. He just has no time for any of this nonsense that's going on. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs, doesn't go after women. He's just—that's
1: how you know he's a sociopath.
0: Yeah, and and <laughs> and you, you needed an insane person to do this, and Robert Shaw is the best is the best guy for that.
1: Is he the most intimidating person in in film history? He he's got to be up there. Think about all his few. I mean, the few big roles. He's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson
2: in Departed. I think inti- will intimidate me more than.
1: Yeah, Robert Shaw's ability to his in his quiet moments are scarier than when he's he's snarling. You know, in this movie especially, uh, and you know in Jaws he's definitely is his the biggest version of himself. Yeah. Uh, and also in uh, um, uh, Man for All Seasons is, is similar. He's yep. very verb very loud very and boisterous. Loud, yes this one his quiet moments scared the shit out of me when yeah. he was being when he, like you said annoyed and like impatient yeah i was like he's going to kill you right now <laughs> like and he that that uh him holding that back a little was was really effective
0: I yeah think. absolutely absolutely uh, javier uh, javier Bardem would be another another intimidating yeah. film too
1: for the same reason yep Very are yep. too that that uh, no country he's so quiet it's deadly. Like. Yeah, intensely stoic. Yeah, you know where you just he
0: could just stare right through you. This movie set up in a cool in a cool way with the uh, with these title cards that we get straight out out of of the start. A kind of cool little device they used here too was they introduced you to the cast before the movie. Not too often that you see that it shows the players and then you get the actors yeah. playing who they're playing with. Usually, you'll see that at the end of the movie. A movie like Clue shows that at the right. end, like Mr. Green, and then the. I, pers- I don't
1: really always. I don't love that often. It was cool in this one. I, I don't really always think that's great. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm trying to recall seeing. It is old timey.
0: It, it, it's definitely old timey. I, yeah.
2: I almost felt like it was an homage to um, an homage to uh, maybe silent film. I don't know what they did in silent films, or or if it was supposed to be more like. Um, a theatrical
1: play. I was thinking and, about the original, um, the old school Disney movies, like the Mickey Mouse, old school Mickey Mouse where they have the title cards yeah. and that, that ragtime music going on uh-huh. in the background as the title cards are coming out. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Or to even me. like the
0: Mickey Mouse Club. We do that too. With yeah, we the, 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 the show you the cast before.
1: Because there's there's other things here that to me
2: it made made the movie silly, but it was an homage to I felt to Charlie Chaplin almost, but but yeah, old timey sure. silent film. The the chase scene where Dana Eckler, oh yeah, FBI agent on the on the platform of the L train. Uh, this was not the, this was in the city, and it's it's almost they just have the ragtime, uh-huh. and you know and they're just running and then. Um, Robert Redford gets away, and it's and it has a yeah, and the <laughs> um,
0: the the screen kind of goes down to the circle, yeah. yeah. It zooms out into the it seems yeah, so the silly uh, the, to the, the,
1: the the um. There's a name for that uh, pier hole, I think it's called that uh-huh. that where you're seeing a, a through a little hole in the thing, yep. and it kind of closes in or whatever. Yeah, something
0: you'll see in Looney Tunes a, yeah. a, a lot of the time too. Uh,
1: Brendan made a uh, use the word that kind of brings me to the score a little bit. Uh, you said the word silly. There was a bit of that for me. the the my least favorite part of the movie kind of is the the wow, score yeah, the
0: Marv, the Marvin Hamlet score yeah
1: yeah not that it's it's not bad in and of itself but it does make it seem a bit silly in a movie that's not silly it's right. it's really not it's it's not comical it's not ta- it's taking itself pretty seriously and yet the score doesn't uh, I hundred percent agree yeah it's, I didn't it,
2: that's what I didn't like it, it felt silly to me it and it took away from the movie it it. I thought
1: so too. You know, I, I thought that was gonna else... be an unpopular opinion to be honest.
2: Oh no, I totally agree because everything else is so planned out and, and fits together so well, and then you have the score which almost seems like a demo version of what the they really wanted the score to be. Well you get that famous uh, ice cream man song basically. So yeah. we know that but it's
0: so it, it's a it's a ragtime uh, a ragtime song called The Entertainer by Scott Scott Joplin. Yes, Scott Joplin, yes. Yeah. So Scott Joplin and, they, and they adapted a few of his songs. And Marvin Hamlisch who's a, you know, a, a famous a composer. Famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to do it because he did not want to I don't adapt music, I create music. Right. And he got convinced to do it and this is I get what you guys are saying in in that it is a little goofy and I think that, you know, when we hear that song we think of like an ice cream truck driving right. around the neighborhood. But I, I do just think that that song has just become synonymous with the sting, and when that's the movie true. starts, it's like it it it's, it just grabs you right in. When, when I when
1: I started the movie and I heard that song, Jet, my wife and I were listening, and she was, we were both like, "Oh, that song!" Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that's why we know this song. And yeah. I think it's from this movie. Mm. And I, it, for the credits, it would have been good for the opening credits. It would have been fine, but when it's throughout the movie, true it doesn't work for me it, it it threw me off i think it threw up brendan too which yeah it, it is a little overkill at times for you know sure. what it reminded me of think about the like an old school comedy where like you have people running in fast, like where they where they put the scene and fast forward where everybody's moving really fast mm-hmm. yeah. and it's really goofy and, and, and that's what it felt like to me that's exactly it, what it felt but like the, the but the picture didn't match with the music yeah, to me, right, you
2: right. know yeah it yeah. felt like a charlie chaplin movie yeah, yeah i and, think uh, that was a
1: good example yeah, yeah you brought way. up charlie chaplin also
0: buster keaton too where if you get like that chase scene of of him and he's you know kind of initiator of a lot of these stunts and doing his own stunts that the the chase scene where redford kind of has to climb up and roll over yeah, right. uh, roll over yeah. on the l train uh, platform
1: which is a great visual scene uh, it's a great chase scene but what are you saying? yeah like the- well
0: I think that a lot of those silent movies had that type of music yeah behind right. it and then that's what if you, if you if you watch like the great train robbery or like Sherlock jr or any of those like old time silent movies that's the kind of music right. you have playing over while Buster Keaton is doing these crazy stunts you know d- jumping off a train or jumping yeah. onto it
1: I think they were trying to do, do they were trying so hard to bring you into that time period right that they forgot that you know at the end of the day we want to feel the emotions of the movie and it took me out of the emotions of the movie with the, that music
0: yeah and let's that's a that's a nice segue into the next part is the emotions of the movie this is not a very emotional movie it's no, a, it's a very true. light fare it's smart it's heady and you have to pay attention closely to get it, to get the nuances of what's going on it's a movie that's more fun on the rewatch because when yeah. you know the the general scheme of things, it's it's more fun to kind of watch the reactions to things. Uh, I will say this, though. The movie looks like a million bucks. Yeah. I awesome. mean, it. the the color palettes they use, the...
1: Light tan and browns, right? I noticed it was it was light.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, also the... The sets. The costuming I mean, the sets, sets. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's supposed to be 1930s Chicago, and there are parts of the movie that are filmed in Chicago, but it's Mostly largely... Uh, yeah, it's studio. mostly a, a yeah, yeah, like a, a studio lot. But they really,
1: really have good looking sets in there. Yeah. Great costume design. Costume design is awesome. Like I'm watching that uh, Redford in a suit, and I'm like, I want to look like that in a suit. You know, like yeah, you want to buy his suit. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they did yeah. an incredible job with that. Yeah, and the costume design
0: was done by Edith Head. It's her last Oscar win, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was her last of eight. Yeah. And she was nominated 35 times. Wow. So it wasn't her last nominee, but it was her last win. It was her last win, yeah. Yeah, just uh, and I'm an I- iconic costume design yeah. person. Uh, there are a few notable movies that she's done, notable to what we've already discussed here. Best Picture winner and, you know, really one of the better movies ever made in, in All About Eve.
1: Oh, that's um, a great movie.
0: Yep. Uh, A Place in the Sun is one that we talked about a little bit in, I believe, the American in Paris episode. George Stevens directed film The Greatest Show on Earth, which is a Best Picture winner, which is a little controversial in that it uh, beat some good ones that year. Mm -hmm. Um, Carrie, but not the Carrie that we know, uh, not the Stephen King's Carrie. Roman Holiday, which is a movie that I was a guest on the 1001 by 1 podcast, I think dropped last week. So you can check that one out, too. Roman Holiday, I talked to Adam and Ian over there about it. It was a great, fun episode there. To Catch a Thief, which is Hitchcock. Okay, that's good. we grew up watching a lot. Uh, another Cecil B. DeMille movie, The Ten Commandments. Oh, good one. Charlton Heston, good stuff there. And then, of course, so- the sting here with this. And, I mean, I, ha- I would have to think, though, when you're doing costume design back then, you know, she's probably the A-list person. Like, that's she's, sure. I mean, 35 nominations, there's probably... The second place person is probably a, a gap down. You know, she was probably the go-to person.
1: Well, I in, think most people in the uh, that were involved in this movie were the go-to people. I mean, even the actors. I mean, they're, they're at the height sure. of their powers at, at this point.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and the other one, because we talked about how the movie looks and how the movie was shot, uh, I, I have to bring up, and I'm sure he's a guy we'll talk about as we go, is Robert Surtis, yeah. uh, the cinematographer, the director of photography. And we love to talk about cinematographers in this, and he's the cinematographer of what I think is one of the best movies ever shot as far as a director of photography goes and that's the graduate dustin hoffman just an insanely impressive piece of cinematography Um, well
1: in this one he uses a lot of different methods i mean he doesn't just he has not one just one trick in his pocket in this one he uses every trick he has over the shoulder shots crane shots uh you know you name it the uh like i said the uh the pinhole shots. The, he's using all the tricks in his basket,
2: and and like you said before, Chris, you had mentioned that you felt like you were getting conned as the viewer. Yeah, and I feel like he uses all those techniques to to yeah. accomplish that. He
1: also he um, also lets you in on a lot too, like as, like as in he'll film from a window. Film, watching the uh, one guy look at the other guy in a window you know what I mean like right. he's letting you in like you're spying on the spy that's spying on the other guy you know like does a lot of that stuff makes you feel like you're in on it even though you're it's, the trick's on you at the end I, I've been mis- it's, it's called an Irish Irish shot the shot through the hole oh. where yeah an Irish yeah. shot
0: so. yeah and we'll actually talk about him again he's, he did another best picture winner in Ben-Hur oh uh, wow yeah the, uh, the William Wyler movie. Uh, he also did The Last Picture Show as another notable one, and the 1970s uh, Stars one, too. Okay. So the, the, this movie starts off, and it, it, it's broken up in nice little chapters for us and with those title cards that we talked about. It starts with the players, and then after it shows the cast and the intro, you have the setup, the hook, the tail, the wire, the shutout, and the sting. So we'll kind of use that to kind of go through these as, as we go. The first scene here where, the, where we get our first little con... And you have the, the money runner who's taking money from Doyle's people. And we get Luther and Hooker out on, out in the street. They're doing their fake stabbed and, and run gimmick. A fun way to start a movie is to start with a little what's con it? job.
1: Absolutely.
2: And I approached this in kind of. I didn't research this movie before I watched it. I just threw it on. Let's go. I was kind of like, all right, what's happening here?
1: He's hurt, whatever. I was tricked
2: you know I, yeah <laughs> no, what was
1: sure were. yeah me too um, i had no idea what was happening i mean i was i my my wife after after the whole scene ends she's like wait what just happened <laughs>
3: <laughs> right that's like, just exactly. like
1: the guy in the cab had no yeah. clue what just happened brendan legally speaking how does this play out in real in, in 2021 <laughs> this whole scene i feel like there's a massive amount of law enforcement involved immediately when this happens. Yeah. When in the when, middle of the in middle of the town square, basically. So, so
2: you mean if they're caught, what's the charge? Well, the I mean, guy's
1: being the guy was just stabbed in the leg. You think we just kind of, hey man, just do me this favor? Hey, you gotta yeah. bring this money to somewhere. I feel like somebody's just gonna call the cops and be yeah. There. I think one of the key things though is that you're dealing with
0: criminals dealing with criminals so that no
2: one's looking to call the cops
1: no one's looking to
0: deal with the the authorities
2: i mean he does say at one point let me call the authorities (laughs) and he goes oh no no i I don't want anything to do with them yeah you know meanwhile they're
1: working together (laughs)
2: you know they're tricking the other guy But you also got to think, it's 1930s, in the middle of the Great Depression, in Chicago, one of the most corrupt cities in America, no
1: one's really turning to the, the corrupt police. Fair enough. So, you're right. We're dealing with three criminals. One of, one of them, well, they don't know he's a criminal, first of all. If, if you are a runner for a, a uh, mob boss, are you, are you getting involved in this with the, all that money in your pocket? I don't know. I think... I think, yeah, probably you shouldn't, but you could
0: see that this guy was greedy, he's you know, seen, and he, he just, the he goes, signs, yeah, yeah he, all of a sudden, first of all, the thing is a spectacle right in front of you, so it's not like you could just, like, step over it, like, it was a whole big thing, like, what is going on here, like, then as it goes, it's like, wait a minute, this guy wants me to take his money, yeah. and he's a runner too, or he's someone who's not gonna be able to pay, like, I'm just, this is, like, an easy payday for me. So he got suckered into it. I would say they probably have to run that gimmick there maybe ten times to get one guy. I would right. have to think, like, the average person is just running away from it. So. And,
1: and then what's uh, the average person so. really have on, on their person as far as cash goes? Not that much. Yeah,
0: that was one of my nitpicks is how do they know that this
1: guy has all that cash? They and- don't. They don't. Uh, they, they're surprised by it, right? That's why they're like. But what oh, are they looking to get? A hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. what is people? What are people carrying around in nineteen thirty? Very elaborate.
0: Very yeah. elaborate. For
1: not a lot of payoff, I would imagine. You know. Yeah. But he was. Where was? He? I, you know, this is something that I should have paid more attention to. Where was the guy leaving from? He was leaving a from from somewhere. So they're So what they were is they were collecting
0: their from payouts of the day. It's a bookie. bookie. Yeah, it's bookie okay. stuff.
1: So they actually didn't know if somebody's leaving a bookie. They they're either have. Nothing, or they have some cash on them.
0: Yeah, so they probably... Do questions, did they know that that is exactly where he's leaving from? I'm not totally sure. They did seem a little surprised that they had that much, that yeah, much money. they were
2: surprised.
0: We, he lost, what they say, he lost 11, 11 grand. grand, which that translates to almost $200,000. Oh, my God. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Got his money to go party with, and he can head to the bars, and that's a good time for us to talk about what we're drinking here tonight.
1: Uh, Chris, what do you have today? So usually I try to do something related to what, we're, what the movie we're doing, but... Uh... You know, I'm not drinking Schlitz, no offense. Oh, uh, I thought that too. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I saw that, I'm like, nope. I'm out on that. Uh So I did get a local beer, uh Blue Point Rastafari. Is rye. Rastafar rye. Uh, It's at a rye IPA. Uh, it's one I like, I don't care, and you don't like that one as much.
2: Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that uh, uh of that one, no. Yeah. It's it's, it's delicious. It's a nice malty IPA. I myself have a red stripe, classic red stripe. Okay. Well we
1: went on the Jamaican uh, I know. tip there. I, I Can- Jamaican. I know. Uh-huh. Can't do Chicago, let's <laughs> do Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, I, I got some dreadlocks on mine. You got yeah, you got those, <laughs> yours from the, Jamaica. The weather's getting a
0: little nicer, you guys are just feeling spring break. Here, I, guess I guess so. Yeah. Pretty much. We're um, going on a trip,
1: Brendan and I. We yeah. didn't know.
3: <laughs>
0: So I wanted to get some Narragansett to uh, to pay uh, homage to our, our friend Robert Shaw. Oh, couldn't right. really, couldn't find any, unfortunately, yeah. and, you know, got tired of looking around. So I, I found this, uh, I have the, uh, it's an Avery Brewing Company, which is out of Boulder, Colorado, and it's called Joe's Premium American Pilsner, and if you look at the can here, Joe is oh. like a 1930s uh Yeah, he's got a fedora on and, yep. and the whole thing.
1: Cool. It's like right. someone right out of the sting. Nice. It, in the so. movie. Okay. Yeah, Avery Avery Brewing Company. Brennan and I are doing the Cool Runnings podcast.
0: We go meet Luther's family
1: uh, any time
0: in any movie in the first half. Someone says... I'm getting too old, I'm going to hang it up. We know that they're toast. I mean, it's just,
1: it's the classic... Uh, The Denny Glover syndrome. Yeah, you you can't retire.
0: You can't retire in the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie. We know that you're going down.
2: (laughs) The thing you can say about Luther is that he's a good friend to Hooker. I mean, he he looks out for him. Uh, He even sets up a plan for Hooker after, after yeah, to meet Henry after and that's Luther how we, retires yeah, yeah Luther sure. retires
1: Hooker has no plan for his future yeah. I, I think that was an opportunity they could have uh, built a little emotionality and maybe building Luther up a little bit more so he cared about I mean honestly it happened so fast I was like oh Luther's gone Like, it, you yeah. know what I mean it didn't didn't hit me as hard as it could have they could have done a little bit better a job of that, but it's really the movie isn't about that. It's they about keep, the, it l- they keep it, light they too. keep it light. Yeah, they did, I don't think they wanted any like heavy
0: duty cellos playing in the background right. while yeah, we, yeah. you fair know, enough. we fair find enough. out that Luther's kid has diabetes and he's trying, <laughs> he's doing these, he's doing these to, 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 ploys to, 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 to pay for his bills. medication, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, we didn't, gotcha. we didn't need that in the fair, fair enough, I, they, but there could have been a little bit more because you really don't care that much that Luther is gone, no yeah. offense, so yeah, it's like, all right,
0: uh, moving on. We get introduced to Robert Shaw here and they, they don't show you his face at first, they kind of slowly lead into him, which is fun, yeah. you hear his voice you have his bodyguard there, who's a uh, uh, t- distinguished-looking character. He I guess it's to be nice. Oh, and I want to. just
1: We're going to go into that later. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. He looks like a heavy. He, he looks like a guy you don't want to mess with. No. He reminds me a bit of Jelly
2: from uh, from those analyze this. Movies. You okay, those? yeah. Okay, the big, yeah, yeah. The big yeah, mobster.
1: Same sure. sort
0: of, same sort of role. I mean, he's. They both have. Yeah, they have the, heavy, know,
1: the mobs sure. are heavy, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, the
0: rough looking faces.
1: Yeah. yeah, the the nose that's to the side, right? Right. I mean, yeah, that's the, a, the joke <laughs> about the mob. You know, yeah. they all got those crooked noses. Yeah. Right.
0: We find out that Hooker is not very good with money at all. He's, he blows. Uh, he gets scammed right out of the money. Yeah. He just scammed right out of someone else.
1: I I, I am wondering about that. You're talking about a guy who's a pretty a pretty decent con man himself, right? He, clearly he was scammed at the at the roulette table. Yeah, old right?
0: magnet the old magnet. The magnet under the
1: table trick. He doesn't know. He doesn't know he just blew he just blew six grand and he doesn't realize I why. got
0: I took it as he was partying. You know, he was probably drunk, probably out on the town and
1: But I mean you would think you could spot that a mile away wouldn't you say even even, yeah i mean you'd think so you'd think so that lovable loser character had has been ripped off a million times like the guy who's you know great a great little uh uh, criminal con man but just blows it just just can't help but fuck his life up right
2: like you know one of the things is he enjoys losing the money as much as he enjoys earning. The money. Yeah, right. Right. And it's and there's there's that gambling
1: addiction. Let me yeah. just
2: throw it all down you know, on the crap.
1: I'm am n- you know? nitpicking this. It just was one of those things that didn't ring true to me. I'm like, why would he? How would he get cut? How would he get cut down that quickly? You know, like yeah. if he's well versed in that life, you should know? have been a little more, uh, a little Savvy. more street smart, a little yeah. savvier. But
2: that you know that all comes back in the end, and I think we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah.
1: So we're gonna get introduced to
0: to Paul Newman. Henry, Henry, he's got a massive hangover, and now this—I've never tried this myself as a hangover remedy. Um, Filling a sink up with chipped ice and putting your head in it—I don't know. Does that? uh... Oh yeah, that works
1: well. (laughs) No, (laughs) uh No, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does work well. I'm not gonna about to do that. I'll you know. let you know tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right.
0: 1930s remedies. Henry's kind of a little bit run down himself. He's had the the feds after him yeah. after one of his scams down in uh, down in Florida.
1: Now, Kieran, the, these uh, this, this this is another character like archetype that's been done a lot, probably since this movie. That like old school weathered veteran criminal, you're bringing him out of retirement, right? Like mm-hmm. he's coming in for one more score. Or one. You know, that, that's, been, oh, yeah. that's been ripped off a lot. Probably
0: I mean, done well before this too. I mean, Maybe,
1: right. but I don't know. I, I don't have an example of, but I, have a mil- I could come up with a million examples after. And oh. also that deceiving nature of going
2: in and, and okay, this guy's going to be the best. And then you meet him yeah. and it's like, he's hungover it's a flawed he's character, wasted, And it's like, this, this guy's the best? Yeah, well, What yeah, am yeah. I doing? Yeah, I'm yeah, wasting sure. my time.
0: Is, is a couple of interesting things about some of the awards that, that this got. And it got score, but now these days they're not giving it out to original score unless it's completely original. This is clearly not original. It's an adapted yeah. score. So, you, like, Something like this would never even qualify for a nominee right. uh, today because they're using a piece from another one. Right. The other one was, uh, was screenplay. So it did win for original screenplay, but you have uh, it was basically the idea of it came from a, a book called "Tonight," a book from nineteen forty called "The Big the Con." Big Con yeah. So that's So they used a lot of the uh, a lot of the ideas for some of the schemes. So David Moore was the author of that, and this movie was at the time the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, and. It wasn't even the highest-coursing movie the oh, that week year. it came out. Yeah, oh, the week oh, the it came week. out because it came out the same week as The Exorcist. Yeah,
1: which we we're going to we'll talk about. We'll talk at the
0: end for sure, yeah, because okay. we're going to get to the other nominees. But this was, a, it was a, and it's funny that it's a movie about taking money from people and heisting money, and then there were a bunch of lawsuits about the ideas of it. So there were people oh. who sued them, and David Marr was one of them. Because they tried to play off of his book and it wasn't Did properly, they not credit him for it? Um, I don't know. It was credited as an original screenplay oh, by Ward. Yeah, so okay. I don't know how those lawsuits it ended is, up. Well, or,
1: I would say this. In my research, it directly cor- is correlated with that book. So I would assume that they lost because... He might have gotten
0: something out of settlement. He obviously
1: did. At least he's getting credit for it. In any research I saw, that book came up. So Yeah,
0: the other thing is, is that you look at it and you say, like, how, like, does every heist movie need to credit the big con now? I mean, it's mean, a yeah. lot of these scams and ideas. I mean, he didn't invent them. He just wrote about well, them. Well,
1: does, and... does the town and, and, and uh, uh, Den of Thieves have to have to pay the, the guys who made Heat? Yeah, exactly. It's the same, a, it's it's a the concept, same movie, so. you know.
0: Yeah, so you're, you're, it's a slippery slope there those, yeah. those types of lawsuits. But we have the gang trying to get together here. And this is the section called uh, the The Setup. So we meet the whole crew uh, that's, that's kind of get to get together here. They give us the rundown on, uh, on Lonigan, And I know, Brennan, you wanted to talk about some of the side characters. Um, the one that sticks out for me there is uh, Ray Walson. Me too. Thank you. Yep, yeah. And he's probably most popular for uh, fast, fast Times. times. Yeah, yeah fast he's,
1: times he's Mr. Hood. In Fast Times, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah, he's the yeah he's, he's the, the teacher, the right? uh, uh, and he's I mean that's that's how I knew him. I was I literally screamed at the screen. I'm like, Mister Odd, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> there he is! Love and that he's guy. He's popped
0: up in a bunch of stuff. He's a years lot. Years so, to, yeah. so
2: for me, he's he's uh, most well known for his reoccurring role in Star Trek. Oh, okay, um, okay. He's, he's Boothby, which is it is a character that Captain Picard speaks about. Sorry, Mr. Hand. I'm sorry, I apologize. Captain sorry. Picard speaks about him constantly as he was the groundskeeper in, back when Picard was in school. This is this Next Generation? And next Generation, oh, but really? then he appears again in Voyager. And oh, interesting. Um, and I, I don't know if he's in Deep Space Nine as well. Though. I think
1: he's in Robin Williams' uh, Popeye as well.
2: Oh, yeah, he is. I've yeah, and a, another mobster spoof movie,
0: uh, starring uh, Michael Keaton, Johnny dangerously. I don't know if oh, you've geez. ever seen. I've Johnny heard of it, I dangerously. Don't know
1: it. But yeah, he's he was a welcomed face. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, I, I love that guy. You yeah. know, he was great. This whole crew here, uh, Kid Twist was the other guy, yeah. Harold Gould. Harold Gould's, he was really goodness. Like, yes. I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he 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 brought that air of seniority and and like just a kind of the the le- Kind of almost the leader of the pack. I mean, I I know I know Henry is the main guy, but he kind of was up there too. Is he's coordinating all this stuff, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. getting the people. To, he's interviewing the, the cons, you know. He's he's running the show in a way. And anytime you have a lot of characters
0: doing a lot of the same thing, it's important that these supporting characters really distinguish themselves yeah. in their own types and of way. Do. Otherwise, everyone just blends into its yeah. into the big the big scheme
3: going.
1: Well, on. Eileen Brennan, who plays Billy, the uh, uh, Henry's. Uh, gal I guess. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I I just loved seeing her on screen. She was just played the part but you could tell she was a seasoned Yeah, an Oscar a woman nominee. An Oscar nominee. And
0: another another Oscar nominee in this one too is and we haven't sp- talked about him yet but the Lieutenant Snyder Charles Durning uh was a guy to be nominated for an Oscar too. So really? have For a, What? Sorry. I don't have, a, I don't have the yet I have in front uh, of me of I'll, I'll I'll when, when
1: when it is but Cuz he he, um, he didn't do much for me in this. I thought he was I I don't think he had a lot of opportunity to do a lot. You know, because he was mostly chasing him around. (laughs) Yeah, you'll you'll probably recognize him most from Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, Um, jeez. I'm dropping the ball on that.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's got a significant role now. But he was nominated twice. um, Supporting actor in 1983 for To Be or Not To Be. And uh, for supporting actor in 1983 for... I'm sorry, so 83 and 84. uh, To Be or Not To Be. And then the other one is... Uh, the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh yeah, I actually yeah, it's
2: know. a good movie. <laughs>
3: it's
0: a good
2: one. So I had recognized him from uh, two thousand film, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh yeah. okay, yep, in that he's one too. In that, I, I don't think he won any awards for that, but yeah. I did. that's where I recognized him. Oh, okay, his. I love that movie. Also in the Muppet movie, of course, and uh, Tootsie.
1: So I mean, th- this
2: cast is is substantial.
0: I mean, yeah, they have they have seasoned acting veterans and here. a lot
1: of them. You know? Yeah, yeah. And from one of my from my research, Karen, they were paid for the time. they were paid substantially. Paul Newman and Robert Redford got like the, the basically the maximum actors were getting for the time. Oh know? wow. yeah, that's what I'm, well, even you said earlier about you know the uh, costume design and the cinematographer and Marvin Hamlish the composer. I mean they got the heavy hitters of the time. Everybody was involved in this, and I think a lot was riding on it for the three the director and and the two main actors. Yeah. Because they had to follow up uh, Butch Cassidy.
0: Right, right. And I think that the success of this played played nicely after Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. But that's all well and good in retrospect. You know, we look back and say, oh, well, you know, Butch Cassidy was successful and that led into the the success of The Sting. Yeah, but when you're following up a legendary movie like that and you throw a stinker. It works the opposite that, way. Well, it's that, like, oh, he can't do it.
1: From what I was reading, the pressure was on. Yeah, like they, okay. they, knew it was actually more important. This movie was more important than, than Butch Cassidy because there was expectations. And if you, if you, like you said, if you put out a clunker, yeah, you got problems. That's it. Everyone's yeah. yeah,
0: everyone's toast. Yeah. We get Robert Shaw on the putting green in his goofy golf outfit. You get his heavy saying, now eh, why don't we just let him go? He's just a he's just a grifter. We don't need to do this." As far as quotes go, I kind of had like a little bit of a tough time pulling a quote just because there's a lot of exchanges there's a lot of a lot of the the witty stuff is more conversation dialogue driven this movie yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do get his little monologue here as my as my quote I wish Grant were here to do a full uh, Robert Shaw impression (laughs) here so I don't don't know that I'll try to butcher that but uh, this is Doyle Lonigan talking about why he's not going to let uh, Hooker go here You see that fellow in the red sweater over there? His name is Donnie McCoy. Works a few of the protection rackets for Conero. when he's waiting for something better to happen. Donnie and I have known each other since we were six. Take a good look at that face, Floyd. Because if he ever finds out that I can be beat by one lousy grifter, I'll have to kill him and every other hood who wants to muscle in on my Chicago operation. There you go. Just, uh, yeah. just a fun moment of him just going yeah. on a on a model. I, I, could, I every time he opened his mouth, I was, I was all in. Oh on him yeah, it's movie. hard not to be. Yeah. I yeah. and we had the 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 shtick that we were running of creating a role for him uh, in these movies, and I kind of <laughs> just wish he was in all these movies. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's he's
1: just he
0: soaks up the screen brilliantly, right. and yeah. I could just I could listen to him go on all day. No,
1: Kieran. For future reference, when you do Robert Shaw, you got to do it from the throat. You know, you got to talk from the throat. Yeah, not... I didn't
0: want to. I, I, you, you didn't want we, to even try. Grant is, is our resident all impressionist, right, so right. I don't want to step on his, okay, good, his good material enough. here with this and, and totally <laughs> butcher it. Robert Shaw is a nut in real life. We know this. Uh, yeah. we've, we talked about him all a he's lot. He's not our... far
1: off from the characters he plays. I mean,
0: <laughs> we know this. <laughs> he's way far off in the sense that this character doesn't drink, and he's oh, yes. quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, he's a right. noted. Uh, alcoholic. But
1: he, his temper is well, well known and his ability to fuck with actors is well known. So Yeah.
0: And and after this movie was filmed, director George George Roy Hill and Robert Shaw wanted to celebrate a little bit. So they they went out uh, for a little bar crawl in Ireland. The two of them. Yeah. Oh, boy is right. And uh, apparently they hit just about every bar in Western Ireland. And George Roy Hill made the mistake of going head to head, beer for beer. With Robert Shaw obviously couldn't take it ended up passing out in Robert Shaw's flat (laughs) and woke up to Robert Shaw downstairs screaming at the top of his lungs playing ping-pong against one of his other friends (laughs) in his boxers saying play another game one more game one more game
1: what's wrong with ya
0: yeah so that's just uh the man the man was nuts
1: that's great now, the Irish accent, he's not Irish, he's English, right? Yeah, I think he's from Wales. Okay, it's not bad, right? It's not oh, bad. Oh, I thought it was strong. Yeah, you I thought, thought it was strong. strong? Yeah, I thought it was strong. I thought it was not bad. He, he downplays it a bit. I think that makes it good, though. You yeah, know, like no, I so think so that was well smart. Right. I think that was smart. Right. I think that he didn't overdo it was good. Well, I think that that's an accent that a lot of the times gets... So characterized, it can be and, offensive very quickly. Yeah, and it's just it gets it, it's in goofy. You know? Somebody who, who is of Irish descent, as you guys both are, I've I've heard a lot of bad ones, and it can be really instantly offensive. So his is not. Yeah, or even if not offensive, as just bad and I'm cartoonish right. and goofy. You know, like we don't. Jack Nicholson in Departed is is he he literally a few times like he bounces between Boston and Irish. Well, he but Britain, he does yes. he he's imitating in the movie. He's imitating the accent. Yeah, in the most offensive, he sounds like the Lucky Charms guy. Like, right. it's <laughs> right. so bad. You know,
0: right. I think that was his intention there, probably. though.
1: Oh. well,
2: you know, going back to the drinking, I was just. Wondering if it was by design they had Robert Shaw not drink on on screen. Yeah, anything. I know. It's is, it is Oh, Brendan,
1: I highly doubt he was not drinking
2: <laughs> off, off he screen. Was giving, he was yeah. Yeah.
1: Someone's drinking off screen. I'm sure he was. Keep, keep
2: drinking on oh, screen. Oh, yeah,
0: he was not method acting in this one. He was not getting in the mind of a sober <laughs> no. person.
1: Dude, that's, not a, not. that's not a possibility.
0: So the hook is the next section where we get the, the poker game on the train. And I just dug this whole deal. I love poker in movies when it's done me right. Me too. Uh when it's done poorly, it drives me insane. Yeah.
1: Well, we we've had that conversation off off Mike before. Yeah, yeah, for that, sure. Like like I love the movie Rounders and I think mm-hmm. it's one of the better poker movies there ever has been. It's a good movie. Uh th- this is this is up there. It's awesome. I love great. it. Yeah. yeah,
0: great great scene. I love the uh, the hand double Scene with Paul Newman shuffling the cards. Yeah, not Paul Newman, uh, right? Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, they, could, yeah they had a they had a, a specialist coming and do that was it. awesome though. They did right. a nice camera trick to pan up on the hands where you can if you it, if you watch carefully you can see the hands leave the screen and come back <laughs> and then they pan up. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch it again. Yeah, and then you pan up and it's Paul Newman. So they do a nice a
1: nice trick of yeah. There there was a guy that had his hands in there, right? Like yes. he'd switch it out, right. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Now, if if that were Tom Cruise, he would have had to learn to do every single one of those tricks. He was not allowed. If you can learn to, if,
1: if you could learn to do that, you're a fucking genius. Because uh-huh. that that you know how hard that is. Like, and they do such a good job. I mean, you, i I was watching it like with my my, I was leaning up off my couch like, oh, I I gotta see, yeah, what they're doing here. You know, yeah, like, great. In the dressing room, kind of get like splashing the
0: gin on his cologne and cutting yeah. the gin with water. Always, smart. you know, always.
1: Drink gin with a mark. Because they, they, they can't tell. They can't tell you it. cut it. Yeah, Very cool Is that stuff true? For, I mean, I but, don't know. You and I are both in that kind of line of work. I yeah, don't know that I, that's true. And, uh, <laughs> we should be using more gin. Gin? <laughs> gin is... Oh, God. Can you imagine if we are using gin? Yeah, no. Um, gin is pretty strong. So, yeah, I can see how you, maybe you wouldn't know the difference. Mm. Yeah, that, that smell is very distinctive, yeah. so it
0: probably lasts... A watered-down whiskey is certainly easy to tell.
1: Does Lonigan just kill him in the room? I mean... If we're talking about reality here, he's as much, much of a fucking asshole as you could be. I think
0: he probably does kill the train conductor off screen who recommended <laughs> the guy. Yeah. One of my favorite moments of this movie is when they're, they're, they're waiting for him. They're waiting for him. They're waiting for him. And OK, he's not coming. Let's start. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's yeah. start. Let's go. Paul Newman busts into the after they've done a hand or so, he busts into the room Sorry, sorry, I'm late. I was taking a crap, (laughs) and and the Robert Shaw's reaction to (laughs) that—he spins around and stares at the train conductor. Death stares him. Dead eyes. uh, One of my favorite moments. Lifeless eyes. Like a doll's eyes. (laughs) It just one of my favorite moments of the movie because
1: he's just so offended by everything that just happened. Again. I was offended. <laughs> As he walked, I was like, ew, fuck yeah. off. Like, I would be like, I'm out. I, I I'm. But they, but they know he's a whale. They know he's got money. Yep. He's got cash right. to, to blow. And he's a drunken idiot. He's going to blow yeah. it. Right? Now he's drunk. But also, now he's
2: not wearing a tie also. Oh, great, also great line too. Brendan, ties that's at a great table. scene. You're right.
0: Yeah. and guys we wear ties at this table too what's going on absolutely here? Do want, do I, I have one to lend you if you want to <laughs> the, the tension in this scene it just builds and builds because you just want to see how far is Paul Newman going to take yeah. it and, and it's
1: also it's also showing you in that moment yes. that as much as Lonegan is a criminal uh, an angry dangerous criminal he's also a gentleman mm-hmm. he, he respects right he respects the proper order of things, and this guy is not <laughs> not that at all. You yeah. know? I, of course we know on purpose. Now is that too? I know it's to project that he's a, he's an idiot and he's going to lose his money. But it's also I think to throw him off of his game because mm-hmm. I think he knows that he's a cheat. You know, yes. a cheat as well. Yes, so he's throwing him off his game too. He, right. he yeah, a,
0: he wants to get him to to go all in. Yeah, and then to, right. to say, all right, we got to get this guy down. I'm not going to do it a little bit over the time. Yeah. We want to hit this him. This guy's
1: pissing me off so badly yeah. that I don't. I'm going to just go against probably what he knows is the right thing. And yeah. gets, gets. And, and there's screwed. no better
0: way to aggravate a a, a dead sober straight edge person than with a sloppy obnoxious drunk. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: <laughs> we know it? We'll get
0: them every don't we time. Don't we know it? <laughs>
2: you know. And to go back to your question before Chris of of you know if this is mo- you know whether it's real life or modern time. Does he just kill Paul Newman? Uh, the answer it is, is no. The, 30s, right? uh, the answer to me is no. They wouldn't, and for the same reason that Shaw doesn't call out uh, Newman for cheating, right? Because there's other people in the
1: room. Well, that's another he's great. Asked. That's another great quote at, later. He's like, "What was I supposed to do? Accuse him of cheating? Better than when I cheat, better, <laughs> better than me? Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
0: he's he's all about Doyle Logang all about his reputation and how he's viewed and, and, and he's and
1: he's a, he's a gentleman he's yeah. in a gentleman's yep. area you don't do certain things and right? if right. Uh, he if he comes off as petulant yeah. or oh you cheated me
0: or you did or or just like a, a just like a, a brute who's just going to kill someone who crosses him that's not the type of heel he is well he's, he's also a dignified i'm get, a
1: banker that's going to get out that yep. hey he lost a bet and he killed the guy Right. who's gonna bet him again right who's gonna right, and then even right, he
0: gets right. so frustrated he's like
1: oh the next tunnel we'll just toss him out of the next
0: tunnel no one'll know." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah there's something about
1: it being on a train that just adds to it i don't know exactly I'm what sorry. it is or what yeah it kind of reminds me of like a western in a way uh the whole movie does uh, I, I kept getting a western vibe it reminded me of that movie remember that movie it's not a good one uh maverick uh, yeah, with yeah, Mel Gibson. Gibson, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, had that vibe to it, even though it's not a Western. It just, with the, with the title cards and the music yeah. and the... Yeah, and a little bit. Even the train poker game, you yeah. know, it's kind of, again, probably a movie that ripped off a little bit from this. You yeah,
0: know? trying to do that period piece. Okay, so while Johnny Hooker and Henry are playing cards on the train with old Lonigan, the other boys are assembling a team to set up our our horse racing heist. Or a horse racing sting, if you will. I guess they're like
2: kind of half recruiting from bars and then half shipping people in. You know, they need lower level guys, so they're they're probably just paying them like minimum yeah. wage. Yeah, just...
1: but they were like a legit interviewer. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, like, I, I. What do you know about the wire? Yeah, it's like,
1: <laughs> who? Nobody. No. What does nobody know about the wire? What are you talking about? There's um the the
0: guy I guess who rents them out the room. Do you want a cut a cut of the of a percentage of the of the Of the the take. Of the take, or do you want a flat fee? He goes, who's the mark? Right. Doyle on flat fee. Take the
1: flat fee, because you might not come out of this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me my money, and I'm going to skip down. Yeah, yeah. Now I did like the list of the characters that they were shipping in. I would imagine they they had a lot of fun assembling this list of names here, or coming up with these character names. Okay, here we go. We have Horseface Lee, (laughs) Slim Miller, Suitcase Murphy, The Big Alabama... Crying Jonesy, The Boon Kid, Dippy Burke, and Limehouse Chappy. That's the, uh, the guys <laughs> we're shipping in for this
1: heist yeah, here. You know, th- th- something we've lost in our culture these days, yeah, I mean, cool we, nicknames, you know. We need a buddy named Limehouse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dippy, I mean, that doesn't sound, that sounds offensive. Limehouse Chappie, Dippy Burke, <laughs> The Boon Kid.
0: Uh, these are just you know suitcase murphy i don't know any, cool i don't know one. any suitcases anymore. i would like to
1: know a suitcase yes, Murphy. i'll be I, honest with you if I, know, I, met, well, I know
0: a horse face or, two. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. horse face or two. <laughs> Oh boy yeah great great 30s mobster names
1: even kid twist that's a cool kid name twist. man that's a cool name that sounds like i could be like a uh
0: like a like a, a up-and-coming hockey players nickname you know like a, or a of, rapper
1: Yeah. (laughs) Little twist. (laughs) Yeah, it would be little these days. So, now,
0: I do think that we probably would be concerned about Doyle killing Redford as he meets Redford in there and lets him know that they pickpocketed him. I can't imagine that that would go over well. Absolutely. You know, he's into this whole deal about not wanting people to beat him for money, yet he's
1: okay with just being pickpocketed. And then basically he's like, how did he do He's How did your, your, your boss is a good card player. He's like, yeah, he cheats. Like, yeah. you're like, <laughs> yeah. wait, what? Like, I mean, you're dead right on the floor at that point. I will say that as I was watching it, I was thinking like Red, you know, Redford was a good casting call in that handsome dudes, handsome, good looking people get away with a lot more, man. And like, yep. when you're a charismatic, handsome dude, yep. people let you get away with a little bit more. And I think that's, Smooth he's, char- he's charming. He's charming. Yep. And he and he has a, a shtick and he goes with that and, and it works, you know. There's
0: a he has he has some some huspa too, you know. He's got some balls. Do, so totally, and I, and yeah. I think a
1: guy like Doyle appreciates that a little bit. Yeah, he's like, he's sure. coming at me straight. Yeah, yeah and he's he's saying, I, I'm out on the outs with this guy. I want you to help me take him out. And anybody with an ego is gonna be like, Alright, you're coming to me, I'm the big i the big swing. Yeah, and, and they made know. a
0: point early on to say that Doyle is he makes a lot of his business Absorbing other people's business—that's sure. what—that's yeah. what his deal yeah. is. So this is on a silver
1: platter for him. And the mob—I mean, historically, that's what they do. They—they don't—they don't do as as much as they—they they provide muscle for others to do, mm-hmm. and then they take right. from those people. You you absorb know. the smaller businesses. Yeah,
2: and 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 the vengeance part of it too is this guy screwed me, now I'm going to go screw him. Like that's, that's right. That plays you, well. The that's, that's
1: the whole. Start. That's the whole yeah. part of the uh, the story, right? Oh, the,
2: and you know, at this point, he
0: loathes. Yeah. Paul Newman, and yeah. I love
1: how they Paul
0: uh, Paul Newman's su- pseudonym that he uses is Shaw, so that's a, yeah. fun, little, uh, just well, a they, fun little they play do on. that
1: a bunch in in the movie. Uh, the people's real names they they incorporate they, they put stuff. throughout. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So the the next part of the of the scene we're moving into is uh, the tail. So the tail is essentially the first run through, and that's where Doyle's gonna see the operation for the first time, place the bet. Yeah, he's explained to him, he gets the phone call. Then has to kind of hustle his way across the street. Upstairs, they ring the little doorbell to let them know that it's he's moving. Yeah. Everybody hops into character. Now, why do these guys need to wear fake beards? I
1: don't. He's they never don't seen to. them before. Yeah, that's right. So
2: what? I I think in case he does see them again, Elstray, after, elsewhere. Yeah, after like, Wait a minute, right. I know you. Right. You know, this way they have I think it here. it's for,
1: it's the, the not for the before, it's for the after. For the after. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. And also, I had a question too. Where do they get the seed money to pull this off? It probably costs quite a bit to get everybody in character, get the place looking like a uh, a horse racing bookie well, I place. think a lot
0: of people are
1: going to get paid afterwards. Yeah, so, but they have to get the room. It up. They have yeah. to pay for the room. They have to pay, have to, pay to make the yeah. place look a certain way. They have to pay for the costume. They had, remember they have suits. Hey, pick a suit. You know,
0: yeah. I, I'm guessing that Newman had some money,
1: or somebody. And a lot had, of these people are yeah, chipping maybe, in. Maybe even the like Kid Twist has a little bankroll. Yeah, they, 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 they bank push it together. Gets, to get yeah. this guy, and it's a, it's an investment.
2: Yeah. It's an investment. I too. mean,
1: they again, not to go keep going back to that well, but even uh, Ocean's Eleven does that, where they they have a financier. And and the value of money they're going for here is half a million in the 30s. Which is what Karen, do you know? Yes. Okay. So what
0: what a sent what they're looking to do is Lonigan is putting up his. 500,000 on 4 to 1 odds. Right. So it, at that time it would be 500,000 to win 2 million. 2 million, yeah. The 500,000 is about $10 million. Wow. And he's looking so to win a, around 40. It's a little less. This the way the inflation yeah. comes out it's a little yeah. less than 40. Uh so it's yeah, I mean you're you're walking 10 million is going to be able to pay out everyone in that in that crew. And for Logan that's a
1: probably the majority of what he he has. That's probably everything, right? Yeah. Um. I.
0: It, it seemed like because he had the money delivered to him, it seemed like that's probably
2: a good portion of, yeah, his, gonna of his, his, gonna his. Yeah, that's going to take his legs out. That's
1: going to take his legs out, like long term.
2: Yeah. yeah, and so they could burn a few thousand here when the mark is half a million. I, I'm not you worried know, about them burning. I was just wondering weird. where they got the money. Yeah, like, where so, does it come from? Where does it come from? You know, when you when you throw up a prize number like that. People start showing up. They with start. Valadilas, they start. You know.
1: Sure, that's right. You're, fair enough. Yeah.
2: So Doyle gets the call
0: for the first run through. Did we? Did any bells go off with the the name of the horse from the first race? No. Anybody? No one hopped on that. No. Uh, blue something.
2: What was no. it? Blue, note. blue well, note. Where
0: was the race? So Narragansett. Is it? Narragansett. Oh, Narragansett. Na- oh, really? Blue note. Blue Note to win the fourth race at Narragansett little oh. Shades of Jaws. Oh, cool. Really? It's yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I parked right up when I heard that this time. I'm like, oh, wow, we get Robert Shaw and, and Narragansett again. Really fun watching him out of his element, kind of being the stranger, knowing not so much about horse
1: racing. V- very suspicious. He's looking suspicious around. Suspicious of everything. He, he's suspicious of everything that's happening.
0: The confrontation with him and Newman here is just awesome. gold. Awesome. It's just gold.
1: Awesome. Not enough of that in the movie. Agreed,
0: agreed. agreed. But but what of it that we get is is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. For sure. And the the whole shtick of Newman not getting his name right or not ever getting his name right. We, we didn't say on <laughs> the poker table when he grabs his arm awkwardly with the gin. You are gonna get the, my name. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> you gotta find a new game.
1: You're gonna get the name right. You're gonna know. Oh, so good. He, so good. In the in, in I love the part where he's he's paying the 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 at the t- window. And he's like, make sure you get the cash, see the money. He's a guy Welsh is on bets, uh, and, dude. And that could, infuriates him. He, and but he's doing a he's doing a better job of it
0: here than he was on the train because on the train yeah. it was it was spiraling out of control. He could barely keep his temper. Yeah. In the place, he knew that he was on the upper hand here, that he yeah. was running the game, and that he'll win today, yeah, yeah. presumably. So he's trying to stay patient. Yeah. and Newman is just needling him yeah, and needling yeah. him, and you could see it almost explode out of him.
1: And then he's looking at you know, as the bet's going, as he places the bet, and he's watching, they're listening to the uh, the announcer, which is not we know is not real. Right. Uh, right. He looks at Redford, Redford. Redford kind of gives him a wink, like you know, or, yeah. or kind of a double wink. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's going to work out. Yeah, it, it, Shaw Shaw
0: portrays impatience in this oh, it's brilliant. brilliantly, it's just brilliant. brilliantly. It, 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 you can see his face ready to explode at every moment. Even when he knows his character knows that he can't, he still wants uh, to, and it's just—it's uh, just fantastic. The guy with the broken nose egging him on, right? Great stuff too. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. got a shit talk at the end. He's, the shit talking back yeah. and forth—just yep. great, great stuff.
1: Lawton has his two heavies sitting at the other table, and when he wins the bet, Henry comes over and he's like. Get those bums out of here! Like this is a class yeah. joint. Get them out, out of here. Just yeah. to fuck with them, like yeah. just give them the business, you know.
0: Ah, that horse—he's just there. Blue Note—he's just there to fill out the race, <laughs> right? Some pick you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even <laughs> wait like thirty ah, seconds yeah. till the race is over. Uh,
1: <laughs> just wait. The thing about him, uh, uh, Henry, needling him with the, the, his two guys there also sets up disgruntled nature, supposedly of Henry and um, and Johnny. You know, that's the whole setup—is they're not getting a, you know. He says, hey, do you question me, kid? Like, you know, get him out of here. Yeah. It's, it's it's setting up that, hey, they're not getting along. So it it, yep. it it plays into this whole narrative that they're trying to set up, you know? Yeah,
0: and and you see Newman's face go real stern there when yeah. he's like, don't talk back to me. Yeah,
2: get him out of, out of here. Him. Yeah, Yeah,
1: he says, you know.
2: What, one of the things that bothered me about this little is it all rests on the fact that Shaw doesn't leave this place and look at a newspaper and see that, uh, I thought the same thing Brendan. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, no, no, no. they're they, against it and they, well, they are it.
1: using real races. But and, well they're using them Brendan. I think what the thing is they're using it they're getting they're getting the uh feed right away and they're doing it but they, they know the race had just happened. It's just, it's minutes minutes after. They're getting the ticker coming out. He's reading the ticker. Okay, we got one. Boom and then they do the That's what they call And in 1930 it. it's not there's no, there's paper no way of him the no app I, you mean afterwards, though? Like later, like the next right. day? So he sits in... So Shaw is
2: sitting in a diner or yeah. whatever it is. He gets a phone call. Okay, now yeah. he comes over yeah. and puts his money the race on had just Bruno happened. at Narragansett. Yeah. So when he's sitting at the diner, what you're saying is that the race is going on while he's sitting at the yes. diner.
1: it ends and they call him.
2: And then he comes over. But, but That's but, why okay. later on... But
1: you're to his... But Brendan's point, you're not still not wrong. Because what happens... They leave, he wins the bet, they leave. Wouldn't he look at a paper the next day to make sure But they would be right, though, because they those races
0: happened that day. Oh, correct. It's just a delay I see. in the fees. Right, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. And that's why the next time he wants to place the bet again, they don't have enough money to cover a three to one bet. Right. So that's why they said only two to five, or we're only gonna do, do yeah. two to five. Yeah. And it goes fine, two to five, but they can't find a race with a horse that wins with those odds. The best oh. odds they can get are three right. to one and they can't oh. pay it off. So they're like, "Oh, we have to, uh, we have to do the sh- the shutout." That's which which where they, the don't next, where they don't let him bet at all. Yeah, they have right. to. They the guys to cut block him, him and he doesn't
1: get there in time. Right. I see. That was so they do that on the fly. Okay, that makes ah, sense. no two. That's what was, I'm saying. This movie isn't that easy to follow if you don't know every detail of it. Right,
2: or, and horse racing too. I you know I don't necessarily totally I mean know either.
1: odds and how that works. I
0: do have two kind of semi-major nitpicks okay. with this, and one pertains to this. Don't you think he'd send someone in there on an off night or something just, just to kind of scout the operations it, yeah. and see what they're doing? And if they go in and see that this is never running on a running. regular basis, yeah, and it's only running now, yeah. maybe hookers explained to him that it's kind of an only uh, a case by case. But then he would stake someone out and see that it's never running unless he's saying it. So that that's kind of one. Yeah. someone as thorough as Lonnegan, you think that he would?
1: Yeah, I guess you have to suspend disbelief a at little some bit point. there. Yeah. yeah. Now we have this whole side plot.
0: Going on here, where uh, the lieutenant is trying, Lieutenant Snyder is trying to get Hooker.
1: Yeah, several times, right? Yeah,
0: he's he's. I mean, he has him on the counterfeiting money or something like that. But you also have Lonigan's crew trying to
1: unknowingly. They're looking for the same person they're dealing with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. They're
0: trying to. They're trying mm-hmm. to whack him. Redford's now going to meet the squeeze on the side here at the diner, who Loretta. will find out more about as L- we go. Loretta. Quote. Cool, yeah. Cool, 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 right. Cool, Loretta. He knows her as Loretta. This is going to now bring me to my next nitpick here. So he's hiring these people to go after. Hooker. They would have to know a description of him, right? Or know who. Yeah. How does he not know the description of
1: him? I don't know. And also, I mean, they know where he lives. Why is he? Why is he still staying there? He knows they're after him, right? I guess the point is,
0: is that he's like he's asking his his heavy to put someone on it. So maybe there's a little bit of yeah, there's a distance, like there's a, a few people away from it. And he is the banker. He is like the he's not the guy who gets his hands dirty. So maybe he never sees. What the grifter looks like. Right,
1: right. And, you know. Because he is a low-level grifter. That's the whole point. He's like, I can't let a low-level nobody do this. So he is a nobody to some extent. And you're in the 1930s when
2: pictures aren't commonplace. Well,
1: you could look him up on the
2: internet back then? (laughs) Right. Right. but But even so, it's not like, all right, we got this grifter and it's, you know, a picture with... Yeah, some sort of description. It's just like, yeah, we we know who he is. We'll go get him. Yeah, you, you meet know, him, By you the way, know. people
1: look alike. It could. I mean, the guy could just resemble the same guy. You don't know who he is. He's in a different name. You know. Right. But it's just that even even
0: for his description to get past the heavy Floyd, you, th- you know, they're hiring this intricate assassin to to do to play as a double agent to take him out. It's just odd to me that he would that that would slip through the cracks. Those those two. Yeah.
2: Right. Or, or that the clever assassin wouldn't be like, oh, you know, by the way, you've been hanging out with the Mark. Yeah, right. He was just <laughs> on
0: a train with you. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. You know, how did they never, how did those two points never meet? I don't know. I, I guess they I, I also thought it. that, but then at the end of the day. I guess it's hard that's for fine. us to really fully grasp how disconnected everyone is in the 1930s. Though. That's like, right. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's just, they're just throwing pictures of each other.
1: Yeah. Now, now we have, we have an app that literally tells us that you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, that knows somebody in like... Tallahassee, right. yeah. Like, Lonigan's oh, okay. got you on GPS. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're done. yeah, you're out.
0: You know. The next title card here would be the Wire, and this is the the scene where we're going to now go to Western Union, and they're going to have to show Lonigan the the operation from the inside, where, they, where they're
1: getting the information basically. A
0: fun little painting scene, you know, a yeah. little sticky. You know, the flip flop the the picture on the desk. Yeah, uh, half paint the guy's room again. Ray Walson's great in this too. He's just a great. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a great bit guy
1: in this movie. Whether the yeah.
0: whether he's reading off reading off the horse races or setting up the cards or half painting the room, and right.
1: it's kind of a brilliant way they do it. Like I, I was just like, well, I'm watching it. Like, yeah, this would work. Like, I get this. <laughs> I get what they're doing here. Like, I really like that scene. It's good the best is when they're all done and they leave and, and <laughs> it's half painted, not even there, half he, like, oh. half, of the, half of one wall is And he called the secretary and this whole spiel of the guy's like look at that, like what the, what the fuck are they doing like what is this <laughs> and then he comes in and they're all gone It's just like okay. half, hold my calls for the rest of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go he's like <laughs> what <laughs> the great. are
2: the painters doing in there yeah really really well
1: done convincing enough
2: right works it does the really. job but here at least you have Lonergan trying to be thorough. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's saying, yeah. "I want to know who your information, where your information is coming from."
1: Listen, he's an expert dealing with other experts, and like they, they, they just have the upper hand at, at every every turn. They, they
0: have a they have a deep roster. That's focused in on everything that he's doing. Yeah. They know they yeah. know his background, they know what he likes, they know what he goes for, they know what he asks for. Yeah. The FBI is now gonna get involved here. It's another another little hand-eye trick that the, they're gonna play with the audience here. Polk is the FBI agent. So they're gonna pull in Redford and they're gonna
2: sit him down and, and do the whole shtick there. Now Agent Polk is is played by Dana Elkar, who was a reoccurring had a reoccurring character on MacGyver. Oh, okay, God. there you yeah. go. Nice. He was he was MacGyver's best friend, Pete, also his boss. Just a so seeing him right away, it's a younger version of of Pete, which MacGyver. If you've listened, you know if anyone's listened to previous shows that I've been in, uh, specifically the Rocky episode, uh, MacGyver was one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, so seeing him really brought things back. Crazy thing with him. With Dana Elkar is that he later in life developed a degenerative eye disease and went blind. Oh. And it was while he was, while they were still filming MacGyver. And they kept the character on uh, going through MacGyver. And they just had the character go blind in the show. Oh, okay. All right. So they did the, uh, they had, they used that
0: to uh, life, life reflecting the, the script there. Right. Yeah, and if you are a fan of MacGyver or a fan of MacGruber, <laughs> you can check out our Rocky episode, where myself, Brendan here, and uh, Grant Z discussed uh, we discussed Rocky. We also took a little break to just do an episode of MacGyver and MacGruber too. It is our longest episode. Uh, we might have bit off a little more than we can Jesus. chew to that one, but everything is timestamped there for I you to re- figure that out. I,
1: you really... Cast that episode well, because I I would be so annoyed if I sit through <laughs> MacGyver McGrewver talk. And, and it it's funny you say
0: that, as Chris does play a brief cameo in that episode. I think you're cackling in the background at one point. Oh, that, that was that, that's, yeah. That's, that's right. what I was
2: gonna say. You did sit through it. I <laughs> was. I did. I did. But well, I oh,
0: he I, took off. I, took, I left at some point. <laughs> we mentioned a little bit about the next one, which is the shutout, and this was the coolest of these three for me. Just because I loved the the movement, having to be at the right place at the right time, and having the two guys cut him in line yeah. at the right time, and, again, and you see him almost—he tries to cut them, and then they just shoulder him out. Yeah, and it shows you how how precise these guys are with their timing. Yeah, and it's not done in an impossible, eye rolling, all right kind of way. Like, no,
1: it's done oh, no. like
0: really like brilliantly. Craftily. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I was like, oh, they they like. To a second, like as he goes to place the bet, they, the announcer starts to go off and he's like, no, I can't take it anymore. Great hand signals, great yeah.
0: buzzers. They do a, they yeah, do a very yeah. nice job of all that.
1: <laughs> really awesome.
0: More Robert Shaw being completely impatient too, because now he's waiting on line <laughs> to get the bet and they're cutting off. You're just waiting for this guy to just explode. Yeah. Uh, just just lo- loved all of that.
1: The idea is to show him that he the horse did win. That was the important yes, thing, right? He didn't get the benefit. He saw in, that if the horse he didn't won. get it in
0: time, he would have won. Yeah. Now they don't have to pay him out. It's the key part there because they're running low. Because they can't. They're running low and yeah. dope. Yeah, exactly. We didn't mention though the the diner scene before this, where right. they're coming to kill him. They do the the hides in the bathroom, leaves the window open, hides him. He's standing on the stall it, while she's it's taken. Taken. Now that is the diner. There, it's a a Hollywood Lot diner, and it's the same diner used in... Back to the Future. Back to the Future.
1: Yeah, oh, wow. that uh, it's where, the diner where Marty, where Marty meets, meets his, dad. his dad the first
0: time. Is that right? Yeah, you're,
1: you're yeah. So yeah. So that's so so most is, of the movie so is shot season. on the Universal lot, and I think right. this diner is right near there.
0: This this ended yeah. a long streak of Universal not winning Best Picture winners too. 1930s. Just, yeah, and uh,
1: All Quiet on yeah. the Western Front, yeah, was there
0: was their Best oh. Picture winner before this? Nineteen thirty all the way to nineteen seventy. So
1: forty three years, I think, it took for them to win another yeah. Best Picture. <laughs>
0: back to the Future may or may not be something we delve into in season three. We'll uh, one of the best franchises in be film history could be something we look at we'll see one of my favorite that. trilogies i mean sure. it,
1: it's one of the most successful tri- trilogies of all time man. yeah
0: there is there is that kind of fun tossing and turning before the night of the big event they kind of go to all the major players with it and then when the morning hits that's when we get this little assassin showdown in the alleyway right. they and teased they i was teased, gonna say yeah
1: they teased it yeah with the the, the, the the gloved hand right you've seen several times before don't know who it is don't know what they're doing but you've seen them so it leads Good up to this
2: gloved hand, and didn't they also do kind of a view from the window as someone's watching him? Yes, uh-huh. yeah. And,
0: and they had the guy who was chasing him at the diner in the alleyway. Go, oh, "Selino, No, Selino," And he gets shot down too. Uh, right. And right. And as a viewer, he's like, "What's going on Hell here?" Hello, Selino." Yeah. And even well, this time viewing, I didn't remember that angle. I'm like, "Oh, what is
2: this? What is this?" Uh, There's just so this much POV. Going. There's so shot much going, going on. on. Yeah, you right. Know. There's a lot going on. It's been it's been hinted by Lonigan that selino is he doesn't even want to use selino because selino's too
1: too aggressive too much too, too much too, too much yeah. ammo um, too it, it, yeah, it's, it's too aggressive too aggressive, too aggressive. That's That's the right move, word because right. Uh, again this is a low level grifter I yeah guess. yeah right he doesn't put much stock in this person right. he just needs to get rid of them because they're going to make it look bad
0: right. yeah you know? yeah so he sees Loretta coming at him the next morning. In the alleyway, and then there's another guy we saw prepping his gun. So the thought is that the guy behind him is the guy after is him, Selena. And yeah. they play a little trick on you there, and he has just brilliant marksmanship here with his handgun. Gets her right in
1: the head. Yeah, silencer and all that. Good with stuff. Silencer, yeah. Yeah. So basically, Henry had hired this guy to protect Johnny, which we don't know until that moment. Well, she was actually the assassin the whole she time. She is
2: Celino, mm-hmm. yeah. which you think yes. the guy with the glove is Celino the whole yeah. time. I mean, yeah.
1: Right. So that's that's twist number 15. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, at this point. That section is less interesting to me. Me too. in the other section. I but... don't
1: like... Really, most of that storyline is... is not what interested me in the in the film. I agree with you until that twist. Mm-hmm. Once that twist happens, it's
2: oh my It does God. have a payoff. Oh cool! Yeah.
1: It has yeah. a payoff.
2: But before that,
0: I'm kind of like
1: I don't know. What, get me back what, to the yeah. train.
0: Get me back to Shaw. Get me back to his uh, to to yeah, the get
1: bodyguard. Get me, get you me back. Like, get me back to Newman and, and, yeah. and Redford. and You know, right? Really my feeling, those guys. right
2: until the twist. My feeling was we're getting a little lost here. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why we're. Putting so much time into the night before the, the yeah. big stick.
1: I, I feel that a little bit with the uh, Lieutenant Snyder and the FBI stuff too. It's like until it pays off, mm-hmm. I'm like, right. dude, what is this? Like, I don't, I want to get back to the main players, you right,
2: know? right. And I think that was a very, I don't know if underdeveloped is the right phrase, but
1: um, <sighs> it's it's not clear enough what's going on. But... I think they they make it worth your while
0: eventually. Exactly.
1: But in the moment you're like, I, I don't really care about this. Right. It does pay off though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We didn't mention Paul Newman's lair with the carousel and uh what is he what is he like? Living in a like a circus
1: or uh Yeah. It was like it's like a hideout. It's a cool right. criminal hideout, maybe. Is it like abandoned? It's like an abandoned carousel. Yeah, I think it's like a legit business. He's just kind of just That's running. That's where he is. Yeah. It's like his um a uh, front. It's like his front. Right, okay, uh, right, right. Yeah. yes, yeah. I love a good
0: shady carousel and yeah, movie. It gives me awesome. uh <laughs> Gives me vibes of uh, Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. So it's time for The Sting. This is the final playing card here. We're going about it the same way we went about the others. He goes to the diner. He gets the phone call. He's going across the street. The buzzer. Everything is pretty much business as usual. I was waiting for something to go wrong or something uh, something to happen differently. But no, it goes pretty much straightforward. Yeah. They Don't let him place the bet at first? Or they kind of say, oh, I have to get my boss. I mean, $500,000 is a lot here.
1: They they play it just like it would be played in real life. Like, whoa, that's a heavy bet. I mean, in in some casinos that happens. Like, if a certain amount of money, they have to get the pit boss or the manager to come over and and say this is okay. Uh, Because they they have to be able to cover it. So they they play it. It's all all a play. They obviously know. And it's actually exactly what happened when uh, Robert
2: Redford goes to play the craps you know, he puts right. down, what it was, six million six thousand dollars on the craps. And, and then like, the oh. boss goes, ah, oh, that's a big bet. And the boss has to come over and go, what, yeah, what yeah, yeah, a "Yeah, Yeah, a little foreshadowing.
0: Then old Doyle finds out as he's sitting there boasting. No, it was to place, not to win.
1: Yeah.
2: My, 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 <laughs> my,
1: my gut, I, I, I had a sinking <laughs> feeling in my gut when he says that. Even though I know it's the whole part of the bit. When he says... Not to win, to place. Because uh, what is it? Karen? Do you know what the, exactly what he says in the? Uh, I you know what I the phone call? I
2: didn't. I, look back.
0: I didn't look back. We it, should have. I should have too. Yeah, my even in my second watch, I'm like ah, I forgot to go because back. And
1: anybody who knows about horse racing means to place in the top three, right? Yes, the right. yeah,
0: places to be to, to land in the top three.
1: So not to win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course the horse doesn't win. You know, yeah. he's losing. He's gonna lose the bet, and he runs to the window. I want my money back. And that that's not how those things work. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And but that's when
0: uh, before? Yeah, before he can argue enough, we have the the fuzz is busting through the door. FBI, we have the FBI. Yeah. I mean, the FBI oh, comes in. There's a, a little showdown between Newman and Redford there, where there, that's when the wall breaks, pulls loose. out the old gun, shoots him. FBI guy, boom, shoots, shoots Newman, shoots Newman. So this one had me.
1: This oh, one had me, Brendan. What, me what, too, pal.
2: Robert references. Um,
1: He's dead? I was You're like, dead. What? I literally <laughs> stood up in my chair. I was like, what just happened? Like, wait, what? Like, but he can't be dead. <laughs> you know, for, it's
0: hard. I don't remember exactly what my reaction was the first time I saw right. this. Right.
1: It's harder for you to...
0: But this time around, through. I didn't... And again, I saw this... I saw this two years ago. Uh, by this point, you know, having rewatched, you know, a year a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was, I knew that they both lived at the end. So I, yeah, I figured yeah. that this was this hijinks, or whatever. But there was something about that I didn't fully buy about Newman's character shooting him. It just, even within what they were playing, it just seemed a little out of character. I didn't think they sold that enough. I it got both of you guys, so maybe they maybe they did. And and the end of the day, it's not about
1: getting us; it's about getting lot again because well, Lonegan, you know, they have Lonegan. all they have to do is yeah. get him. They have needs Lonegan. to
0: think that they're dead. But if you guys both thought that Redford was dead
1: for like a second, and then yeah. I was
0: like, wait a minute, yeah,
1: yeah, I was like, wait, that's this because right. well, you know what happened was I and we we missed this, but there was a point where Redford is getting ready for the the thing, and he. And he takes the bullet. It looked like a bullet. I thought it was a bullet. He bites it, and he does something with it hmm. uh, in a scene before. Oh, I missed that. Oh, really? Yeah, the, okay. the blood capsule. The, the blood capsule. Yeah. And he puts it in his pocket. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what he oh. was doing. When I, They're both down on the floor, and I was like, oh, the, the thing. So they give you some clues it in there. And they right. give you clues. You know, I freaked out
2: first, yeah, yeah. and then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's something more.
1: And here. then what? It's uh, uh, Newman just kind of opens his eye slowly, right? Yeah. was like, uh. yeah. <laughs> and and you, you love
0: how Doyle Lonigan's like front row to all this, and he's watching shoes. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's, yeah, and then, shit's and going the down here. The oh lieutenant's
1: my goodness, Curious he's like, my fucking hundred thousands in there. And yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, there's dead people in there. You you like you yeah. don't want to be there at all. Like get out of here. Right. Where does Doyle Lonigan go from here, though? I mean, the, it, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, but that's does what he I check
0: think. in on them again? Though does he? What is the next step? Check here? in how they're
1: they are gonna break everything yeah. down and they're gone. That's they're never gonna why see him again. And I think when the feds show up, that's uh Yeah, you're not checking on we're a, at, we're getting yeah, out of town yeah. here. That's, that's like right. they're not looking at me, thank God, because yeah, I the yeah. last
0: thing I need is feds. On I think
1: me. I think Monligan ultimately is probably okay. Yeah. He has an infrastructure of criminal maniacs and, and he'll be yeah. okay. And those guys have that attitude is, I made it once, I'll oh, yeah, make it again, right. you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, But I don't think you go back, because like you said, the FBI is all over the place, you're not, forget it. You he's know?
0: probably out of
1: Chicago. And by too. the time he figures it out, they'll all be gone. And yeah, he's right. not from Chicago. He's from New York. He's from right. New York,
0: where they said, uh, he says he's from Five Points, but he's originally from Forest Hills. Right, yeah. Uh, Forest Hills is a is a key uh, train stop here right. on the right. Long Island I, Railroad. It's yeah, like the, the one right before the, you get right. to the city. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, there's also a, a cool concert venue there at Forest Hills. I've oh, never sorry, been there myself. Like it, used to be, it used to be an old tennis court. Oh, cool. And now it's a... They have, like, mid-major bands. Like, Chris Stapleton, I think, has played there. Yeah. I think, um, like, the Black Keys have played there. Oh, cool. Uh, Mumford & Sons. Mumford yeah.
1: & Sons played it. I only know Forest Hills by being re- really, really drunk on the Long, Island, uh, the Long Island Railroad home and just being... Next stop, Forest Hill. You know? yep, I mean, yeah, you know, that's that's uh, been. And I'm like, oh god, it's I'm not close yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: exactly what that, that's the that's the reminder that is you're not even close to home.
3: Yeah,
1: you're you t- you thought you've been on the train for an hour, but it's like oh, it's been ten and minutes. You're tired. You're spinning, and you just want to be home. And you're not close yet. <laughs> you know? I hear Cold Spring Harbor. I'm like, oh, thank yeah, god, man, I'm right. close.
0: <laughs> so that's really essentially the movie. They we if if it hasn't if we didn't spell it out newman and and redford fine they're they're great they they hop up they all get
1: up and they all cheer like hey we pulled it off everybody's the whole and the fbi were all a plant they were were, they were real everybody was a phony except for schneider and lodigan and And they both ran out the door yeah (laughs) so everybody gets up they cheer and they're like all right let's break it down we'll you get your payment out you when you leave and we're out of here. You know, that's yeah. it. Yeah,
2: You know, and that's the one last key point. And, and for me, it's my favorite line in the movie is... You,
1: you know, they son go of a bitch. You're going to take my quote, aren't oh, you? Oh, is that your yeah, quote? No, oh, right. you guys go have the same quote? Or Maybe. Go, go for it.
2: They ask Robert Redford if he wants his money. That's right. And he says, I'll just blow it anyway.
1: Yeah. Yep. My quote of the movie, which I yeah, guess that, is yeah, Brendan Sue, yeah. You got to stick around to get your share? And Hooker says, nah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll only blow it anyway Yeah there you go wow. Which it Which, which, it, said the same which it Says two things Says it was about Wasn't about It was about Luther Not Not the money mm-hmm. And also It's about the The score Not the money Like yeah. it's about the thrill The thrill of it Yeah th- He loved Doing it and, and really that came To me it came off With uh, Newman and And Redford that. Just, they loved doing what they were doing. And
0: yeah. that answers the question that you asked in the beginning of this, is wouldn't he know better than to not get conned out of his money in roulette? Yes.
1: Yeah, so where it was
0: never really about the money. Doesn't
1: care. Yeah, I guess
2: that's right. Yeah. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a sad aspect to this, I, I feel, is that you go back to Luther, who who said, I made the money, this was yeah. this was a great score. He was, was doing a great it for his score. family and mm. stuff, yeah. Yeah, this was a great score. I'm going down, I think he was going to Louisiana, He's yeah. going to going to have a bar down there or something.
0: Of yeah. mice and men plans. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Right,
2: right. But but the point was, he knew when to get out. And he knew how to, how to hold on to his money. And he was trying to teach Robert Redford that much. Robert Redford kind of like, is at the beginning stage of becoming mature. It's like that, that saying, you know, the first thing is admitting you have a problem. Yeah. So the end of the movie is him hitting the first stage is saying, well, I'm just going to blow it
1: anyway. I, I I see I see it I I know what you're saying and you're not wrong. Luther is trying to teach him those lessons. It's they're not in it for the same reasons. I don't right. Think.
2: Yes, I mean yeah. Robert Redford is a thrill seeker. He yeah. is the you know, but he he's also
1: young. He he's also that's young. true. Fair and enough. So he, he doesn't have day, a family. He doesn't have those things to worry about. Right. Yeah. Right. And one Fair day enough. he's yeah.
2: gonna have to realize he needs an exit plan. That's right.
1: Yeah. But it ain't. It ain't today and an it ain't in this movie, right? With that kind of money it should have been. <laughs> yeah, that's right, but you know, again, he's in it for the thrill and the, yeah. the he's in it for the game, not,
0: not... Is Newman done after this one? Is is uh is Old Henry done with this?
2: I don't is... I
1: don't I I don't like to think of that. I, I think I think he goes on.
2: I like your your connection to uh Murtaugh that you had earlier is that he, first of all he was done when when the movie began. <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah. And so so yes, he's done, but no, he's never done. Right? Yeah, he'll always get. I he'll think he'll if, if a good score
1: out. comes up, he's gonna want to take it <laughs> yeah. down. You just can't. You can't not. You know, it it, it is a it has a, a lot of, of a heat uh, connections to the movie Heat, which I mm. absolutely love. And uh, De Niro is like, but you know, the bunch of guys, him and Val Kilmer and uh, si, Tom, Sizemore Tom Sizemore and and uh, Val Kilmer are talking, and, and they're like, you know, for me, the action is the juice. It's about the action. It's about the. It's about the caper it's not about the money he doesn't care about that right and and this in this case uh i think that's both i think both of them are like that in a way i, I think, think so not. too yeah
0: now i guess this is a good time to mention that there is a sequel ooh please a no. 1983 <laughs> sequel starring jackie gleason oh well, and what's... mac davis uh also what's it called uh the sting Two. oh great title <laughs> <laughs> uh carl malden's in their ends from our oliver episode another menacing, scary uh, guy, and Oliver Reed. Oh Oscar yeah, again? he was
1: great. He's great though.
0: It's a four point nine on Ugh. four point nine and be, It was nominated for an Oscar though for a score. Uh, so I don't know. They they what? got the other ice cream man song and <laughs> <it> <laughs> I did that for, I've never seen this thing too. I know I, I know little to nothing about. It. With that I don't recognize that. I I will not recognize that. Right. Before we do the awards, we're going to do our BPC recommendations for the Sting. So if you saw the Sting, if you liked the Sting. Each of us are going to give a movie that we that we think that you should check out, or you might enjoy as a uh, as either a palate cleanser or uh, an escalator, or however however you uh, you whatever you might need for this film. So, Brendan, do you want to go first?
2: Uh sure. It's a movie that I uh, mentioned earlier in the show. Matchstick Men is is what I uh, would recommend. Good movie, man. Um, early two thousands, I believe. It's uh, Nicolas Cage. Believe it or not, not one of my favorite actors but he has a great this um, is one of
1: his good ones this yeah. is one of his good
2: ones sam rockwell is also and in he's it. awesome in it yeah really sam rockwell is always yeah. awesome mm. and it is a con movie yeah. a movie about con
1: men yeah confidence men uh, uh pulling and, and pulling it on each other too there's a whole right. bunch of stuff going and it's very similar in that way you never right. know exactly what's happening there's right. a lot of different twists and turns yeah. Um, Kieran, have you ever seen that one? I have not. I
2: know nothing about
1: it It's a really. No. I knew that Nicolas Cage was in it. it was I, I think. It, I think we think it's a good movie. I don't know if it's considered a good movie. Uh, I, Nicolas I agree Cage with movies you. Are, are. a little Nicolas wonky. Cage
2: automatically makes it, you know, question stars. Yeah. Well, no,
1: he's either brilliant or he's not. I, he's I don't not. know. I, I think more often than not, he is actually really good. But it's
0: a. It's a conversation yeah. that we'll be having probably for the entirety of this podcast about <sighs> him. Know.
1: Uh, we've had it before I think too uh,
0: we, we will have to schedule A bonus episode Of a Nicolas Cage movie I think Maybe we'll have to have A Nicolas or Cage all tournament all the movies yeah, yeah, yeah Let's have a
1: Nicolas Cage tournament And then
0: yeah. the winner That we'll, we'll cover with that
1: Yeah it's a good movie though I really enjoy that one And yeah. and it, it does really It's applicable to this one If you like this one You'll probably like that one too Chris yeah. Your recommendation Alright I mean again It's something that I've already uh, We talked about But they, they apply It would be The Hustler And mm-hmm. uh the color of money. Well, yeah. both mm. I kinda of, they're both Because 'cause they're the same sto- they're both the same story. Uh the second one is continued many years later. Mm. It's both Paul Newman. The Color of Money is is uh Martin Scorsese directed Tom Cruise and Paul Newman. Uh and the Hustler is a classic. Uh
0: Yeah, Jackie Gleason and the Hustler too is the uh Jackie Gleason is yes, uh, Minnesota uh, uh Minnesota Fats. Uh Minnesota uh, Fats. Fats.
1: Minnesota Fats, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh awesome. It's just a great movie. You know I don't like old movies? It's one of my favorite old movies. Again, Color of Money, I think I recommended to you, Karen, and you watched and love. I play. did. I actually, when
0: you recommended that to me, I watched The Hustler first. Which and you should. Right into Color Money and just had an absolute blast. I mean, that's just right up my alley. Like, yeah. I love hustling type movies where there, there's some sort of yeah. scheme going on. And I love tournament movies. Yeah. Give me any kind of yeah. tournament and that's the Color of Money where yeah. we're just, there's just going to be a pool tournament. So I don't care if it's like, a shootout tournament like... Um, Quick and the Dead. Uh, the Quick and the
1: Dead, yeah. The, the, another great one, too. But this is that with
0: Poole, and yeah. it's very, very cool.
1: And, and Paul, Paul Newman is just a treasure. He's so great in it. Like yeah. You know, you really just want to be around him, and, and you want to live in this world he's, he, they've created. And Scorsese, you see a lot of the, um, the visuals that he becomes very well known for. Mm-hmm. You see it in this movie, like the, the shots of the reflection in the, in the sunglasses, yep that starts in this movie that's where you first see it you know like some he, good needle drops in that one too yeah and it gets music of its time so you get
0: 80s music yeah inserted yeah, yeah. in there so it's a little dated but it's kind of awesome it has
1: know? an 80s stank on it but get get over that part because otherwise it's a brilliant movie to, to me that's a good thing in the movie i remember watching that and it it makes it it gives it that 80s vibe wow, brendan Year old, like the rest of us. (laughs) For a younger generation, it it might be a little harder to watch. But and Brennan, Brennan, grow up
2: in the eighties. Though I was born in the eighties,
1: but you know, so yeah, my wife and I have an argument about that all the time. I was born in nineteen seventy nine. Did I grow up in the eighties or did I grow up in the nineties? Maybe we'll call uh, arty (laughs) into. He'll say the (laughs) sixties. Okay, well, you guys were born (laughs) in the early to mid eighties. Did you grow up in the eighties or the nineties? I I consider the nineties where I grew up. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. All
2: right. Because because by the time I
1: turned five, I it was it was over. It was the nineties. Yeah, 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 right. And I'm get, first grade I, in ninety one. I spent the first ten years of my life in the in the eighties. I feel like I grew up in the eighties, but she disagrees. Mm. And anyway, it, yeah. topic for another uh, podcast, I guess. Yeah. Right. But I
0: will uh, also say, in Color of Money, you get a great spot. I'm calling out BPC co-host RDB here. Oh, great spot by Farth Whitaker. Yes, a nice yes. little.
1: He's only in one scene, but he's awesome. Artie is a Forest Whitaker critic, and in this, he's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, he and goes. He's, little tiny role.
0: Artie accuses him of having Jeremy Renner syndrome, which yes. is what he calls it, and that's when you you can't help but see him acting. Yeah, where it's just Jeremy Renner acting, so he thinks that Forest Whitaker always looks like he's acting as Forrest Whitaker. I, I, all I all kind of, right. I'm not, I'm not co-signing any of this. I'm I, just made explaining it, it. I,
1: I made it. I made the the connection that like Christopher Walken also has that where it's just it's Christopher Walken being Christopher Walken in a movie. I I
2: it's, actually feel that way about Matt Damon in a lot of ways. That Matt Damon in a huh. lot, and it's not
1: always, but in a lot yeah. of his movies, hmm. he's Matt Damon. I think it's. I think by the way, Artie, that's a great. It is a great uh, thing to notice. However, I don't know if Jeremy Renner is the worst culprit. Of I it. think his key thing always is that he thinks he's a bad actor
0: doing it, whereas oh, okay. Walken and Damon are great actors. They're just kind of they have a
2: little bit of a yeah. shtick,
0: maybe. I'm Seth not...
1: Rogen is himself. In we'll have movie. to revisit this in the rankings. Yeah, also, that, that, that's something we should. To, to explore a little. But way.
2: I just disagree with the Forrest Whitaker connection I, to that. I, I do too. I, I don't and think that he does at
1: all. Last King of Scotland is a perfect example of that not being true. So yeah, uh, I I like Forrest Whitaker a lot. I loved him
0: in a, Platoon. I already didn't like him in Platoon either. Yeah. Those I, I like true. his bad
2: movies. His bad movies. I think he's a great. <laughs> yeah. He's a great actor. It's
0: so my recommend. Uh, I. I think that we all like try not to be too spot on the nose with these, like so. Like, you could easily say like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, yeah. but I'm I mean, not gonna I was call, spot right? on we're going to talk about I that was anyway. on a little bit. Yeah, but I like that. I like that one because I, that, those are. I think two it needs movies, to be said. Those are two movies that people need to see, yeah, yeah. and and you should see those two movies. Yeah. And and honestly, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is one of those two. Another one I thought of that might have been a little too spot on was The Killing, Stanley Kubrick's The Killing, which is pretty much a horse racing heist,
3: okay. right in
0: there. But there's a one movie that isn't a Best Picture nominee. But I couldn't help but think of watching this movie. And it just gave me such good, it's a movie that gives me such good vibes. And this movie, I just thought of it a bunch of times while watching, while watching this thing last night. And Brendan, it's a movie that we watched as kids uh, a bunch of times. It's another movie from the 70s. It's from 1976. It's another movie about a train. Uh, it's starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. And it's Silver Streak. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, really? A, a okay. buddy flick. A buddy flick. It's Pryor and Wilder. I've never seen that movie. A, oh, a good one. Right. A really? good one. They've it's had uh, yeah, a cool. couple together, those two. Basically, a guy is is on a train going across the country. I think the train is headed to Chicago, believe it or not. And he gets, he meets a woman and gets pulled into this whole scheme that's going on. Uh, Ned Beatty plays uh, a, a, a cop involved in what's going on. And in it as well as one of the bad guys is Ray Walston. Oh. Uh, who's in there too? So there's a couple of Sting connections in there. That's awesome. Just, yeah, I'll yeah, check lot that of, one out. A, a lot of fun, and one of the running gags is is Wilder keeps keeps getting thrown off the train, and he has to keep getting back on the train. <laughs> right. And he meets Richard Pryor, and anything uh, with those two will oh, get me too. So I'm it's in. a comedy that has some that has a good script to it, you know, right. and a good plot to it. Like it's not there's some action in there, and there's enough going on where there's stakes uh scatman Crothers is also on there as the train conductor. What's it called again? Uh it's called Silver Streak. Silver Streak. All right, I'll take yeah, that one out. Easy
2: Watch. A you lot of fun. What's so funny is that when we watched that, I was probably like 10 years old. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the plot is cuz I could tell you scenes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they were I remember laughing at 10 oh. years old, probably not really realizing a lot of what's going on, but it was for some reason so entertaining at
1: that age that prior wilder combo is is just great. killer it really great. Is. It, oh, was, yeah. it was it oh, did in so several good. movies it was just so good you know yeah, yeah and i think what we it was
0: on showtime a lot when we first got showtime so i think that's why we would we would watch that one yes. a lot but uh, also in there is uh, richard Keel who is the oversized actor, very, very tall actor, who's, you probably most know him. He plays Jaws in the Bond movies, but you'd most know him from Happy Gilmore. He's the, the tall boss. So <laughs> <laughs> he, I took, exactly. He, when the he, ball, Gavin the ball lands off his, off his foot. Off yes. <laughs> foot, right? <Yeah. laughs> oh
1: my God. That's a great character. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So uh, Silver Streak. So we had well, Brendan Matchstick Men. Yeah. Chris, the combo of The Hustler and Color of Money. Yeah. And I have Silver Streak.
1: Uh, cool, I'm interested in that one. I'll yeah, check lot it out. Of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. So the BPC Awards. Here we go. We do this at every episode. We give out an MVP. We give out an LVP. We give out a participation award. We're also going to do a little recast action here, and then we're going to uh, rate the movie one to five in each of the sections. So we'll start off with MVP. Chris, I'm, I think I know where you're going to go, so yeah. I'm going to let you go first here.
1: For me, it it's just because I have a Goddamn love for this guy is Paul. It's Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I wish he was in it more. But it just—I—I I, I love him. I—I I, could—I can't watch him enough. Does Paul Newman have a bad performance? Does he have a bad movie? I, I've never heard. I, a... I'm not going to sit here and say I've seen every performance he's had. I'm sure he has a couple of here and there. But I just think he's—he's he's on the screen, and I can't take my eyes off of him. Just, that's it. You yeah, know? I just—I've never heard anyone say anything negative about. And him. I like him. Like I like every character he he puts on the screen. I. What to know him? Yeah, and that's mm. that's can't ask for more than that, you know.
0: Makes the best damn lemonade you'll ever have. That's have. right. <laughs> oh, and, and it's
1: nice sauce, spaghetti sauces. Come on, get out of here <laughs> and knock off Oreos. Poor guy's names been. <laughs> no, I didn't
0: know about the knockoff Oreos. That's a for, that's. I a, did I mean, not know that out. either. Honestly, oh, really? No. Oh, they're great. They sound delightful. This poor
1: guy's names been. He's made a billion dollars <laughs> after he's dead. This poor guy. Brendan MVP.
2: No surprise, I think. But Shaw, Robert Shaw, going oh, Robert really? Shaw. Yeah. He plays the heel, as, as you referred to him earlier in the show. He plays the heel so well. He is, he's both savvy yet arrogant, and so his arrogance eats his savviness. Yeah. Uh, we talked about his accent. His accent is good. It and is. it's not over the top. You're right, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, he just so perfectly plays... Uh, the heel and without him the movie's the movie I think really it could have gone
1: horribly wrong in a different actor's uh, uh, hands too yeah I think it could have gone over the top and it would have been not good
0: I am going to also go with Robert Shaw here really? Uh, wow. yes I, I did think of Redford that would be an interesting three person split there if, if I went that yeah, rope. but yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why I, I went think with we're, Shaw
1: I think we're right not to go with him though I don't, I don't yeah. think he's the best part of the movie
2: right I think I he agree. works
1: it's fine but y- it's not the best part yeah and i i i want to say that maybe my first feelings
0: in this i probably would have gone to red this time around Shaw is just the most interesting part of this movie like yeah. his performance is it's nuanced and i can't take my eyes off it i love newman and redford i love them together i love them apart oh their chemistry is oh they're undeniable. fantastic yeah. and they're doing what they're doing and i have no complaints or or disregard to them whatsoever i think they're fantastic but they were going to do what they were going to do, and this movie was going to be that anyway. Yeah, that buddy movie, it's going to be that. This yeah, added yeah. an extra thing to it. Yeah. And, Brendan, like you said, without him, that could have been a very numb part of this movie, where All it's right. just a typical foil who no one thinks is going to get a... He's just he's there to, to just take the yeah. job and, and, and go down one, two, three. But Robert Shaw creates... <laughs> An entity here that's like, like you think right up into the end that he's gonna find his way out of this thing somehow and just I, I loved him in it I absolutely loved yeah. him in it it's a, it's a oddly dialed down performance yeah. in some ways I, I said
1: that he earlier, has his yeah.
0: explosions he has his over the
1: top explosions but that, they're no, more effective because he's held back in other areas the, yeah. and that's the beauty of the character yeah. is that
2: he is this this pristine mobster which is almost an oxymoron but
1: um, oh. Yeah, he has respect for things. He dresses a certain way. You wear a tie, you know. So he is withdrawn so that he can assimilate himself into society and yet still be a mobster. Well, I think he has values, certain values that he holds. Sure. And that makes him a more complicated character. And I think something I was going to say about him, but now I'm thinking about it even more. I don't think
0: he has a throwaway line in this movie. I think every line he says is interesting enough to the viewer for them to hold it in and say oh what's he going to say next and I think that's an important quality of a good
1: villain you yeah. want I mean, the that's villain a, that's, that's the writing too I mean that's that's part of the, it's not yeah. all him he, well, de- mm, he, he delivered yes. it appropriately yes.
0: right.
1: however some of those lines on paper may not have been as interesting if someone else correct that. I know right. I agree I think yeah. our MVPs work well together because I think the two of them together were fucking dynamite. Like, yeah, oh. that's yep. the best parts of the movie are those two interacting together. Yeah. That's the that best part of the movie. poker
2: scene is, yeah. is, is got to be one of the best scenes in the movie. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, and yeah, it's and
0: great. Redford's involvement in that is interesting too. It's it's yeah. it is that's that's Newman and Shaw, but Redford then coming in creates that extra interesting layer yeah. oh, too. Right. I mean,
1: listen, we're not taking away from Redford. We're just saying. Yeah. those were the two strongest and, and listen things at the end of the day this the is,
0: is the best picture cast episode and how are we not going to give Robert Shaw some love here <laughs> you know uh, we we love, get, uh, give him some we, hardware I mean
1: we love Vic I mean he's again one of my favorite actors of all time yes um,
0: awesome. I'm with it I'm with it LVP it's interesting real, one real here hard. always tricky It's always probably it's so the, the trickiest yeah. one
1: Brendan, uh, what do you got for that, dude? I'm
0: going with Snyder. Okay. The Lieutenant Snyder. Yeah. You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, also have, I also have Snyder. I do have a secondary one, but... Uh, I we'll go, yeah. go, off on no, no, but go off on Snyder Go off on Snyder, because I agree. Um, the character really
2: doesn't make sense to me. He's, he's this lone law enforcement officer
1: yeah. out getting... Well, I think he got, he got burned, right? He, he, went, he went to steal the money that he had won, and he gave him counterfeit money. So he's right. pissed. Right So that they're, they're, Okay that's Yeah fine. there's some motive there But I just don't think It was a very good character But
2: right yeah. And then the and, and or even performance I mean he goes Goes to get Robert Redford There's a scene He's in the Robert Redford's in the phone booth And Snyder sticks his His gun through Stupidly, the window of the booth. What an idiot So then Robert Redford Just closes the I door I thought the same and, thing I'm like that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen You know The interactions <laughs> were never genuine I, I think his acting was, was subpar Yeah um, it, it, a lot of a lot movie. of that
1: might not be his fault like sure. it might be the fault the of the writing or the direction or whatever it just didn't i didn't care about it yeah all. it didn't right it didn't yeah. didn't strike me completely agree Dude, we're, on, yeah. we're on the same page with most of this stuff yeah yeah um i will give a secondary one the editing swipe uh, the editing wipes do you know what i mean by that that where you know they give the 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 title cards and they are, are within the editing the screen will go from side to side and right. wipe it away into a new scene into the next scene yeah it's very that's very dated to me I tacky I tacky and, and, and abrupt I think in the time it was
2: it was more of a a stick or well that was fan. stylistic for the 30s right. they were, was he was going for that I, I,
1: I understand you that didn't, you didn't I just like don't it. like it yeah, like, right. and, the, and the score you know you that know, goes I, with the score it it's... goes with that I get what they were doing it just I didn't enjoy
2: it like, yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like I get it. It's in the 30s. Why do we yeah. have to use these old we, techniques? Yeah, we, I.
1: I. I'm. If you get. If you portray the story in a in a in a good enough way, I get that we're in the 30s. I don't need right. you to keep reminding me of it over right. and over again. Or,
2: or even use film techniques that have since yeah. gone out of style for a good people reason. Agree that <laughs> yeah. they didn't work. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so you, kind of
0: we we discussed that a little bit in the in the Woody Allen Annie Hall episode where. A little gimmicky, where it's yes, just like the, the,
1: That's a great. That's the perfect word. Yeah, yeah, Rob right.
0: had had called that out about Annie Hall, where it was just they used a like they were using gimmicks the whole movie, yeah. and it got to be a little much. I happen to like it. I happen to like it in, in Annie Hall. I will agree with you, Chris, that the that that swiping was yeah. just it was
1: a little. It's enough. a Little well, hokey. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was a little with, hokey with that with the ragtime music and all the other stuff we we kind of complained about. Listen. I still love the movie. I think it's great. And, and by the way, the LVP is really the har- hard in this movie. So we, right. I think we love it. It doesn't matter. I, I love yeah. it. I'm just saying that those are my least favorite parts of it. Yeah. Right. You're you're
2: picking a weak part of a really good movie. Exactly. That's I think sure. you are doing this. I mean, we're literally yeah.
1: picking the same thing basically. Right. So, what do you think? Karen? So
0: my LVP is. This is going to be a, is going to be similar to what I did last week with in The Godfather, but it. And I think that this knock ultimately goes on the, the writer, but I'm going with the character Billy, which played, uh, played by Eileen Brennan. I know you liked her, Chris. I did. Um, I just, I wish there was more for her to do. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. You know, and it's not her fault. And I just thought that, that cap, that character had an opportunity for more value Yeah, yep. and it just, it didn't happen. You I know, mean, the actress
1: had nothing to do with it. I think it was, it was not, she wasn't given enough. Like, yeah,
0: and right. and you know it's like you're you're going into a game and you're excited. This person's on your team, and they're out there skating yeah. around in the ice. And at the end, you're looking at the box and you're like, "Did they even play today? Like, what? Like it? You know, what Again, was your time on ice here? I'm gonna yes.
1: keep doing this only because it's the the movie I can think of that has the same similar story and also a similar huge cast. Ocean's Eleven. Okay, has okay, a yeah. huge cast. They do a good job of giving enough time to each character so you understand. What their purpose is and what their value is in the, on the team. It's a team movie, right? Yeah, team, she's a great part of the team. That they don't,
0: yeah, they don't show give her, it. they don't right. give her enough time on the ice. Yeah, yeah that's she's, right. Yeah, she, yeah, sure. Her shift is she's in that fourth shift. Yeah, uh, and the difference between this and an Ocean's Eleven though is this, Ocean's Eleven is is it's not just an ensemble movie. It's almost like a cameo ensemble. Like, it is yeah, a, it is. And I'm it not, is, I'm it not is comparing a them building the- of stars where this is top heavy. This is. This is three stars and yeah. some nice character actors there to fill but out. But they could
1: too. have. Re- I think they were scared to rely on those other characters more, and they should have because I think they had. I I, I think some of the, some of those second tier actors in this were some of the best performances I've seen from yeah. actors yeah. like yeah. that. You know, like yeah, where like you're like, oh, I want to see more from that person, that person, that person, but they. Yeah, they
0: leaned know, on their first two lines, and that third and fourth line didn't get did get. Didn't it's get also, yeah. to,
1: and I will thank them for this. If if it had, it would have been a three hour movie, and thank God it wasn't. No, this like, could no. this did
0: not need to be longer. It did. It, it could have even been shorter. I think it could have been shorter. Yeah, I t- two it was ten, too long. two yeah. ten. Two ten is every time I see a movie that's two ten, like, I always say to myself. Ten minutes? I'm going to need you to justify these ten minutes. You could, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to need I really like the sting. And I guess I'm contradicting myself because
1: I didn't want it to end. I did yeah, right, not want right, it right. to end.
0: But in my second watch today, I did pick out some moments that could have been trimmed down. There the, are
1: not. There's not a movie on this planet that couldn't be shaved by ten minutes. Right. Yeah. There's and, not, and, I'm sorry.
2: There isn't. And to go back to my LVP... The ten minutes you could have shaved have been, were a lot of the Snyder, yeah, Redford, yeah I uh, totally yes, agree. Brandon, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah, Redford yeah. mosing around at night, like we just it's, yeah, it's, it's running
1: not... away, dude, the, that even just that running away scene is. I way like too the chase. Late. I like the chase. Too season. long,
3: yeah,
0: too long, too man. Long.
1: man. The, yeah, too long. It could have been a couple of minutes shorter right. easily. Too late now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Participation award. We give some hardware to just someone who needs some, and this is a good movie for that because there are some people hanging out there that uh, yeah. that need a little bit of an honorable mention. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, Ray Walston reading absolutely. off those uh, rapid yeah. reading off those awesome those things. He could have done that yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He, right. he could have like, done that. His job could have been his job. It's fantastic, it was absolutely awesome. fantastic. Uh, a a within the movie a real. A real tough job and thankless role where you gotta, you have to rattle this off and act like a pro and
1: sound like something. How do you acquire that skill? You almost forget that it's not real. Like it yeah. sounds like a real one you've heard. You know, awesome. great voice. Yeah,
0: loved the loved his whole presence in this movie. He was just fantastic. So yep. awesome. That's that's my participation word. Ray Walson as J.J. Singleton.
2: Hey, supporting the Star Trek characters, I love that. I'm going with uh, Dana Eklar, the uh, FBI agent. Doing your MacGyver shout-out. Doing out. my cool. MacGyver shout-out. Yeah, I think he was good in, in what he had to hold. I kind of wished his character was a little more explained. I mean, it was popped in there. There was a good payoff in the end, but,
1: but yeah, participation yeah, no. award totally. You you kind of were like, uh, I, I don't care about this so much. Exactly. And then they pay it off, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I didn't realize that. He would be so important yes. at the end, right? Yeah. That he's in on it all. Yeah, yeah. he's not really yeah. an FBI
0: agent. I'll yes. say too, where the Snyder character was a bit—I don't, I don't like using the word boring—but it was kind of like he was a little uninteresting at yeah. times. The there was some charisma to the Polk character. The FBI had a little—he he drew you in a, l- yes. a little more than yeah. than the other guy did. Yeah. I didn't—I wasn't as hard on on Charles uh, Durning as as Snyder. As you guys were, he was a candidate for LVP for me. He was in the in the list. I don't think either one of us was saying he
1: was bad. I think because right, I just watched he cared like that. Right, much.
2: his acting yeah. was a bit his his role. The role was yeah, yeah. Right. Was a yeah. I think real.
1: that's that's a, there's a distinction there. I think yeah. because
2: I just watched Dog
0: Day Afternoon for the first time and recognized him, I got a little excited. Uh, well, and there. you know me, I, that, that might you know I love that movie, yeah. So. yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, have
1: you seen uh, Brennan? I have not. Have you seen, no, that's good. Seen good one to Dog Day Afternoon is one you you got. Another
0: bank 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 hostages and. And that whole like I love a good hostage movie, I you know, that, absolutely. the negotiator yeah. with uh, with and, Samuel L. That's and Pacino and
1: Pacino, is, and Pacino <laughs> yeah. is just phenomenal. I mean. Oh it's yes, Pacino, all time, top of this role. game. Chris, participation. Award. All right, I am gonna go with Harold Gould, uh, Gould. Sorry, Harold Gould, who played Kid Twist. Kid Twist. I just thought he was awesome. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know that actor. Before this, I really just thought he nailed that elder statesman of the con men. You know, like, i has got the whole thing under control. He's getting everybody ready. He's doing the whole thing. I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, I kind of wished, again, there was more of him. You know, I thought it was really cool. Totally agree.
0: Totally agree, I don't I'm not familiar with the actor either. He was he wasn't nominated for the Oscars, but five primetime Emmy Awards. He was nominated for it not.
1: Well in this one he he's great. I thought he was awesome. He's also
0: in Patch Adams and Freaky Friday, two movies I have not seen.
1: He's in Patch Adams? Oh yeah.
2: I gotta I gotta Patch. That's probably where I recognize him from. That's a good one. Um, that, I did like Patrick. Classic Robin Williams. <laughs> good good heartfelt good movie. Stuff.
0: So the Time Machine Recasts. Take anyone from and it could be from the thirties and put him in this movie. That might be applicable. One of our, our uh, yeah. members of the Broadway Melody, probably not. We're gonna probably leave them in, in the Broadway <laughs> yeah. Melody. Uh, it could be someone from today. Put them in this movie. Any character. Put them in the time machine. Put them in Bill and Ted's phone booth. Zap them into this movie. Chris, would you like
1: to go first? Oh, I would, because you're gonna you're gonna love this, Kieran. I think I, you're gonna love mine too. I did so. this for you.
0: I did mine for you. Really? So, yes. This is like okay. a, it's like a secret Santa. VPC secret. Can Santa you imagine
1: if we do the same one? No, we didn't. If if you did it for me, it's not the same one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm recasting Floyd. So Connigan's number two. Got okay. it. And I'm putting in Paul Ben Victor. You know who that is? Okay. You don't know who that is? No. You do know who that is? Okay. okay. You want to know who it is? Who is it? He plays Spiros Vondasil yes. from The Wire. <laughs> from The Wire. He, yes, he the, is the, the heavy to the Greek. The, the second hand of the Greek in season two of The Wire. Absolutely. He's in
0: a bunch of stuff, too. Like, yeah, you you to see his you've face You've seen him around. a million times. Uh, Brennan, you're not a Wire guy, so... No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. great call. And Dude, and, right? and he did remind me of him. Yes, yes he looks he like
1: him, but he would have been a better version of him. Yes, like,
0: totally agree. Dude, that totally would have agree. been awesome, right? Okay, cool. I'm yeah. glad you liked Love it. it. Love I did it. that for you. Brennan, Time Machine recast.
1: Okay,
2: so I'm looking to recast the character that Newman Paul Newman hired to, as the protector for Robert Redford, the um, sharpshooter who got uh, Celino Laredo. We'll, we'll call him the Glove. The, right? <laughs> the Glove. Yeah, it's yeah, the Glove. Yeah, the Glove. It's <laughs> the Glove. It's, <laughs> the glove. <laughs> the glove. You know, it's a small. Gary role. Payton. <laughs> it's a small role. <laughs> the That's glove. right. The Glove. <laughs> the Glove. <laughs> That's right, Gary Payton. Um, now, this 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 might be a controversial recast. I I like it. I think I think the Actor is one who carries a little bit of a mystique and uh, mysterious qualities to himself. I'll just say Jason Momoa is, is what I want to oh, yeah. put in there. Well, um, I, I mean, he a...
1: just snapped your neck there. No, he he just... large <laughs> character. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in that role. Well, no. That'd be cool. But if you were going to get a protector, wouldn't you have yeah, Jason yeah. Mano- yeah. Momoa? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: He ain't exactly sneaking around, I don't think. Yeah. But, uh... He, he'll definitely snap your neck before you know what's going on. That's awesome.
0: Now, how many Samoans are walking around in the 1930s Chicago? But, you know. Yeah, Yeah, well. a, yeah I guess he is Samoan, right? Oh, geez. Good one. Good one. Okay, uh, all right. So, Chris, I have mine for you now. Okay, cool. You're going to okay, love this one. Okay. okay. I'm excited. Because <laughs> it's one of your favorite movies that, that, that awesome. he, this guy's in. Right. So I am going to recast, uh, I'm sorry, Brendan, he was your honorable mention. And it's nothing on him. It's just this guy would fit into this role. Sure. Polk. The FBI agent. Yep. So the actor's name yeah. fr- from MacGyver is, uh, we'll give him some love by saying his name one more time Dana Eklar, okay. or Elkar.
3: Okay.
0: So FBI agent Polk, we're going to replace him with character actor John Carroll Lynch. Oh,
1: from, yes! Uh,
0: Chris from Zodiac. Your from favorite Zodiac movie. And, oh,
1: wow. and Fargo. And, yep, and Fargo is in Trial of Chicago Seven most recently. Chicago Seven, he was in this Episode year. Episode of
0: Burn Notice, of course. Too. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever you say, and, uh, and if yes. anyone's
2: ever seen the Halle Berry movie *Gothica*, he's also in that. Oh, Actually, okay, that. yeah,
1: I <laughs> yeah.
0: love him so much. The, would I, fit right into that FBI role. Awesome. I think, would do because he can, he can play like the that kind of heavy,
1: angry, yeah. getting involved with FBI, and then turn
0: quick into the. Yeah, hey, it was all in. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Yep. Oh God, that would have yep. been good. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. know, who the, Kieran. You know who the other guy was thinking in that exact role is the guy from. The Night Of? He's the cop in The Night Of? Yes. He was
0: in... uh, We talked about him in The Birdman. uh, Yes. Camp. Is Uh, he in Birdman? He's in Birdman? He plays like the... Very briefly, he plays like the homeless guy. Oh. uh, And he's in
1: Outsider, too. Um, Outsider is the other one he's in. That would have been a cool one, too, in that exact role. Like, same thing. Although he's not as funny. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it, though.
0: Uh, I I would like him in that one, too.
1: Yeah, I think... We just geeked. All right, guys. We just geeked out for a second. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do here. Bill Camp. Bill Camp would have been awesome, too. Uh, uh, Bill Camp? Kieran. Bill Camp might have been a good... Queen's Gambit, too. And he was in Queen's Gambit. Bill Camp might have been a good uh, version of Lieutenant Snyder. Yep. That could have been a good recast. recast. Maybe we put both of the all yeah. of
2: them in. Scene of the movie. What was your fa- your favorite scene in this movie? I mean, I hinted at mine. If you
1: take another one, I'm going to. No, it's all right. Go. For it. Go. It's probably. <laughs> I mean, the same I,
2: think, I think the best scene of the movie, hands down, is the poker scene yeah. on mm-hmm. the train. I, I mean, think that's, I agree. You took it again. You son of a bitch. I, right, I, right. I had that as mine, too. Yeah. I, so okay. that's a
1: clean sweep. We there. all agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, that's
0: just. Unbelievable cinema. It's, it's the
1: it's the old, it's the point where my eyes were l- like glued to the screen. So engaging. It, it really is the point of the movie where I'm like, okay, I'm all in on this now. I I'm not. You know how it is in 2021. Your phone is out. The mm-hmm. things are going on in your house. At that point, I was like, my phone's away. I'm I'm in on this. That that was the the time. You, you know? know
2: what's great too is is before that scene when they're talking about what Shaw's. Flaws are poker comes up, and Newman just gets this like little, yeah. like, snicker. He goes, Yeah, oh, poker, eh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and he I plays and poker he, and he cheats, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: and he cheats, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even the scene before, like you said, with the uh, the hand, the the, the card shuffling, yeah. yep. and that yeah. leading up double. to that is just I just I was all in yep. at that point, totally agree. You know? totally. But,
2: but, but my point to, to the previous scene where he's oh, poker, eh? It's. You're kind of like what's what's he so happy about? And then you see that it's not just his card playing, not just yeah. his cheating, but it's everything he throws into it. Yeah. Pretending to be drunk, not wearing a tie, acting like just a, a debaucherous asshole.
1: You see you see his joy in what he's doing right. in that scene. Yeah. He's he's enjoying every aspect he he's enjoying. Fucking these people over. Yeah, and that's his game. That's he can, that's he, what he, can does. he can do that. This is what poker he does. Boom, in. Like yeah. anybody who you know who loves what they do gets to that point where that you see the joy in their face when they're doing it. This that's what you see in the scene. And 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 he Newman plays it brilliantly. It's how, a great
2: scene. How are you guys at poker? Uh or Kieran, I think you know
1: how poker. I am at poker. Not very good. <laughs> not so good. I know how
2: to play. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
1: I, no, I, I I know the game. I know right. the game. Right. I'm not uh, I'm not a great player. I apparently people my face is expressive and that's not great. So, uh, not good.
3: Mm.
0: And I, if, would,
1: I would say the the
0: the BPC skilled poker players are probably myself. You, uh, RDB can play pretty good though. He's he gets really? a little uh, he gets a little in his own way sometimes. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say you know, I, I, I'm leaving that one in. I'm him.
1: not. I don't. Mm.
0: Joey Joey R is also a uh, a, a very solid poker yeah, player. Yeah, that, that's that Grant, no no poker. I don't grant? know about Grant. I've never I've never played with Grant. Interesting. But, uh, I, I know Joey. I played I think, with Joey. I think me, Gr- Joey R and, and RDB used to Gr- be a regular. Grant has,
1: definitely has the intelligence to know the game well. I just I wonder if he's like his person. Like if he, if he can bluff, bluff, and like I. I that's yeah. what I'm not good at. I can't do that. So I yeah. we'll have
2: to. We'll have to throw down for a beat. Grant
1: doesn't strike me as a liar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. No. Kieran is a very skilled liar. I've lost oh, lots of money to him. That's well. not true. Uh, well, in, in, in the poker world, in the poker games. world, for sure. Yeah,
0: I'm a better tournament player than like a like a cash game player. Like I'm, I'm yeah. pretty good with like budgeting what I have and and yeah. knowing when when it's time to take the risks. And, and I've i placed pretty high. One well, thing you have to know about Kieran he, he
1: doesn't like to lose a lot of money. Well, so that's yeah, that's a big, that, part that's of it. A big motivation. Well, we'll have to throw down on a ten dollar game. Yeah, yeah. i I've learned my lesson. I don't go to his games anymore. <laughs>
0: i do want to say as far as scenes as the movie goes i do like to when i haven't because though i've seen every best picture winner i haven't seen them all recently mm-hmm. and when there's a gap i like to think of what's the scene that sticks out to me you know i saw it 10 years ago but when i think of the sting what do i remember and in that gap the scene that i will say that i remembered was the opening scene with luther and the, the yeah. fake stabbing and him conning. The, that's, Is that right? That's the first place my that's mind went to with the sting. I don't know uh, if that's where,
1: that. what I would remember from it 10 years from now. Yeah, from
0: but the, for some reason that was just kind of the, the, uh, the I will place. say
1: my uncle, when I talked to my uncle and I told him, hey, I'm I'm watching the sting and I'm doing the podcast. He did the uh, the finger on the nose at the end. Do you wow. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he gives him the whole, hey, the, he put the, the index finger on their nose like, hey, we got him, you know? Interesting. And that, I guess that, that's the key thing that everybody knows about that movie, is that finger-on-the-nose Oh, thing. that's where that comes from? Yeah, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Interesting. Cool. Uh, did, hey, Karen. before we go to uh, the ratings, did you want to go through any... There's a couple of trivia uh, things that... Yeah, what else did you have? This is the time. To uh, Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, about Robert Shaw and his limp. Did anybody talk about Oh, we didn't.
0: And, and Brendan, this was into your uh, sick and injured and
1: still killing it category oh, the, the off the you oh, that's a great category can the off use brennan that? b category there because there
0: were a couple in this movie right yeah yeah
1: well the one i know is it was shaw, uh robert shaw hurt his knee before the filming and you know obviously he was injured incorporated it into that the lip, character it that's why he's limping in the entire movie it he he just made it part of his character yeah he like that's he
0: Pulled or tore something in his knee yeah. playing playing uh, a, ha- a handball or uh, yeah. squash. Or, the other or one
1: you're referring to is what Robert Redford. Robert right? Radford broke his thumb. It's broke his thumb. There is some weird hand shit with Robert Redford in this movie. Yeah, like his thumb is up a lot. Yeah, the doctors want to put him in a cast, and he said, "I can't wear a cast
0: and film in a movie." So yeah. you'll see him eating with a fork with his four fingers without a thumb at one point in the yeah, movie. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So you have two of the main guys. Injured and still injured, Killing it. Yeah. Injured. That's
1: a great category. <laughs> yeah. no, Brendan B's from... injured and still killing It award. That, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's the off given award. And then, um, the
0: other thing that stood out to me that I didn't know is this is Robert Redford's only Oscar nominated role. That's crazy. I thought that's for crazy. sure he had to go. We he's been nominated as director and he's won as yeah. director. So I think that's where you, you get confused a few times. But we,
1: you know what the first movie I ever seen Robert Redford in was? This is embarrassing. Indecent propose, proposal.
0: Oh, I don't know much I've about. Never Do you know?
1: You know that movie? You know What's what, that? Glenn Close? No, that's Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson, and Robert Redford is the one that offers them a million dollars to sleep with his his wife. Oh wow! And that's yeah, the Woody first... Harrelson. Yeah, Oliver Platt. There you go, and Oliver Platt one. Billy yeah. Bob Thornton.
0: Yeah, uh really fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the BPC one to fives here, and we've kind of it's taken us a full year to to kind of chisel this down. Brendan B., I know you've had some issues with this category in the past and really grasping it. So we've kind of like, the way we're explaining it these days is five is give them the Oscar. Hands down, deserves an Oscar for this, no dispute. Four is, eh, nominated. Love the fact it's nominated, should be nominated. Doesn't necessarily need to win, but should be recognized. Three is fine, it's good, solid, no complaints. I don't need it being nominated for any Oscars, though. Two, n- no. Absolutely not. Does not, should not be in consideration for an Oscars. And one is, why are we even having this conversation? It couldn't be worse. So performances is section one. How the movie's shot, how it's presented, That's cinematography, that set design, costume design, all that stuff. And the third section is the story, the themes, with the weight behind the movie. So we start with performances in that one to five. Chris, you want to go first here?
1: Sure. This isn't hard. It's five. It's a five out of five. It's the performances, the act, the acting, the, the casting. The performances were I couldn't have done better. I, I I just I wouldn't have done better. This is what it was like. I yeah. loved it. Loved every minute of it. Everybody was so good in it. Five out of five. Wow. Yeah. Brennan, I actually will go with a four here. Okay. <laughs> when your top tier characters,
2: I'll call. Them- You know, your main characters, I guess you'd say. Great performances. Problem is, you got a lot of characters here. Mm -hmm. And I think the direction... I'm not necessarily saying that it's the actor's problem. But the direction, I think, for the actors... With a lot of the exterior characters is missing. And I think the performances there... Are lacking. Yeah. Okay. But so there's but four. Say, yeah, four right. yeah. Four is still certainly right. It's just it's just not a hands down award winning performance all around. Yeah. There's lacking parts. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of question. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for me, and this is a hard one for me.
0: This is the one that I, even up till today, I was a little kind of on the fence, and I was on the fence between both of your two answers. And Chris, I think you came very close to selling me there on that because I do really love. The performances in this. I like, personally love them. Yeah. Like I, I think that Robert Shaw probably should have been nominated in this in this role. I think that Paul Newman what about could Newman? have easily been Not nominated.
1: Supported? Like was he nominated?
0: Uh, he wasn't nominated. Only Redford was nominated as far as the actors go. That
1: that doesn't make sense to me. That, that doesn't is, make okay. sense to me either. Yeah, I, I
0: liked both Newman and Shaw to a academy tune to this. I thought they, yeah, they could absolutely. easily be nominated. It, it was, was. That's a, a missed it, it was a pretty stacked year. It's so a pretty stacked oh, year, so well, I think if you look at, at some of the other ones, it, it, ah, I'm gonna, I'm, and I've been pretty generous on these recently. But we have to understand is that season two, as a whole, has been pretty stacked. Like we've done some really good yeah. movies here, and we're on a stretch of these. Well, for me, know, these this 90s. is gonna,
1: this is gonna be in my top five right, uh, uh, as far as the rankings go. This movie is gonna be in my top five. Wow, this, this, this the performances are a big he's, part of that. He's hopping so. on it.
0: I love it. I love yeah. it. And so. we'll be doing that in case you're. You're at home wondering, we're going to be doing our rankings episode, yeah. which will be at the end of the season. We take all 15 of the season two episodes. We rank them. We're also going to try to take the season one episodes and do a 30. Yeah, ranking. we do.
1: We put them all together. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that that will be interesting. Because
1: things change as you've seen, you know, we not all of us have seen all Kieran has, but a lot of us haven't seen all these movies. So right. as we see more and more, our, our rankings are going to change. So yeah. everything's going to, going to be affected.
0: So performances, even as I sit here, I'm, I'm like on the fence with it. But I, I think I'm going to slightly hold back and go with a strong four. Just because right. of the weightiness of some of them could have been a little better. I mean, we don't do the 0.5s. It easily would have been a 4.5 yeah. if we did the 0.5s. Right. There's nothing I dislike about any of the performances. Even like the LVP, it had nothing to do with her performances. Just they should have given her more. Regretfully hold back on a four. How the movie shot? How it's presented on film, I'll go first. Easy five for me. I think this movie, as I said it earlier, I think this movie looks like a million bucks. I think they recreated the 30s brilliantly. Costume design, set design, throw all the Oscars their way. I think they think they nailed they nailed this as a, a set period piece for, for sure. Looks looks great. Cinema a master cinematographer too.
2: Easy five for me. Brennan? I'm a three. Ooh. Wow. I'm a three. Could be a product of my generation, is that you know the glove the glove is hokey to me we've talked about the the score um doesn't work for me i think there's a lot of interactions cliche cliche so you didn't like that throwback 30s cuz
0: it was intentional a lot of that like they're they're paying homage to those 30s gangster movies i get
2: it but when you do that when you pay homage you don't do it in a way that pulls from the real story, and hmm. for me, it pulled from the real story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. One
0: thing we didn't bring up too is um, there were. Did you notice that some of the some of the scenes? There weren't any extras. or There weren't a lot of extras. i read
1: about that. Yeah, it's because a it lot purpose. of those,
0: like James Cagney movies, those scenes didn't use extras. So That's he right. wanted to be true yeah. to okay. what yep. they would be done. So cool. that was kind of cool, uh,
1: Chris. So for me, how how it shot, I, I understand where you're coming from, Brendan. But I disagree. I, I think it's a five for me mm. because I blame that more on the editing process, the later mm. stuff, the, the, the stuff they chose to do later in post. As far as how it's shot, I was looking at more of the actual, like the, the over-the-shoulder shots. The camera work, yeah. The camera work itself and the the, the points of view that they chose to use, which was really ahead of its time, I thought, and was... And, fast, and, and by the color saturation was a big part. I noticed it immediately. I was like, wow, this is looks different than even movies of that time mm. would look different. And I really loved it. I thought it was it was phenomenal. Um I agree completely with all your gripes. Mm. I do. I just thought they were I think those gripes are for another category uh, for for editing for post, yeah yeah for for it was it, those were choices that were made after the shooting it, was it's done. interesting because my
2: feeling is that post-production is a part of cinematography as much and as, and i would i would I agree, agree I
3: would you're agree right both. about
2: that that's true you're right and i would agree with brendan but i also liked the film
0: editing in this movie i thought the editing was pretty tight yeah and it won for it and I, I think we both certain.
1: agree that the stylistic choices were right. not great but and the, either the, the, of you sh- like the score and I didn't like the score. No, I think. But the score isn't part of cinematography. So I didn't. It is part of the presentation, though. I, I right. don't. I don't. Right. I'm not like saying I hated it. I just it didn't fit for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think Brendan agrees, right? Yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. percent So anyway, five. And, so that's a five for me. The, how it yeah, shot. Five a for five. me
0: too. I'm I'm with you on that, Chris. Brendan B is a is a little. He's a tougher scorer here. He's a, traditionally <laughs> yeah, a tough okay. scorer. The story themes. How they're laid out, how it's told, what it means, what it says.
1: I'm going to give this one a a four. It's my only four. Mm -hmm. And it's only because, again, like I started at the beginning of this, it's not easy to follow. Like, if you're jumping into this movie thinking that you can just casually watch it, you can't. And I'm not saying that's the bad thing necessarily, but some of the language, they they don't always do a great job of of rolling things out in a way that you can understand. If you're going to use title cards, The Wire... Mm-hmm. Explanation Or definition Blah 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 They could have done that And I'd be like Oh now I know What the fuck They're talking about Like I didn't know hmm.
0: You don't think That'd be over Over explaining A little bit too much though? Yeah well, In the, 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 the 2021
1: does. We're stupid They should have known that <laughs> <laughs> We're not smart right. You know yeah, uh, uh, 50 years later we, uh, Whatever it was uh, No I'm joking uh, But no I'm not really We're pretty stupid uh, It was slightly Frustrating you know? Yeah, I don't think they expect
0: the the viewer to know what the hook is until yeah, they get enough. through it.
1: I, I listen, I'm nitpicking. I I can't give it five. out uh, Yeah, perfect. Yeah,
0: there were some gaps there for you. Yeah,
1: just for me, it was a little harder to understand. You yeah. know,
2: Brendan B. If we did point fives, I'd be at a three point five. We don't yeah. though. Right, and so, and so <laughs> got a big one. <laughs> which which direction do I go in? I'll push it to the four. Yeah, when I think of thematically. I think, what do we, you know, what do we learn here? Um, and I think the problem is not much. I mean, I mean, the main character doesn't even really learn much here. He's, he's mm. I'll just blow it anyway. I mean, that's he, right. That's true. Nobody learned a lot. Right. You're right. right. It's there's not a lot of insight into.
1: <laughs> there's not a lot of growth.
2: Right. Yeah. You're right. It's, the character <laughs> in the beginning is the same at the end. Maybe Brendan, a that's a very insight. good point. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, now I push it to. Lottigan's gonna keep doing the same shit he was doing. All the other guys, are no, all keep yeah doing the suits, right. same shit they were doing. They're right. Nobody all just gonna find another thing. They're all just gonna find another town. Yeah, yeah.
2: right, right. right. The, only, the only difference is Robert Redford now admits that he's going to blow his money once he makes. That's it. right. But he I has don't... that. He has that analysis of himself. Insight, yeah, right? right. Insight. He he at least yeah. now admits he has a problem. <laughs> the reason oh, I pushed good. it to the four and not to the three is that I think. There's a truthful depiction of reality yeah. in that. Yeah. In that, there isn't always the payoff in the that's end. That's right. The payoff is literally just the money. Yeah. And there is no real internal. Yeah. Sometimes
1: payoff. people don't learn anything. Right. They keep doing right. what
2: they do. They just keep doing the con, and the con right. for them is good enough. And and thematically, maybe that's the point: is that there's individuals in the world where the con is enough. And they don't need any building in themselves. Brendan, you just so won let's...
1: you just won that you just won that uh, argument. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I okay. I completely agree. You're absolutely right. They they told it really well, but right. sometimes the lesson is there's no lesson. <laughs> there is no lesson, right? And some people just yeah. like the cop. Yeah, they're gonna all do the same things they were doing before. And right. Nothing changes. I led this
0: podcast off by saying that a lot of the movies we've covered were just not as fun as this. Like this was yeah. this was fun. It's like right I, w- yeah. I turned it on, and you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any dark, gloomy conversations. And I think if there was a, a version of the script where it was supposed to be like a darker movie, it could have easily done, yeah, done and, that. Yeah, and. Uh, hill the red director said no 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 we're not doing yeah. that we're, we're, making yeah. we're making this one we're making this a fun affair that started off this podcast as a compliment and I enjoyed it very much in doing this and it was a nice to do a fun one but that is going to work against it in this category unfortunately because I think this movie lacked weight and it lacked themes and it lacked dare I say depth it just was I as a viewer personally like the weightier movie I like something that makes me think Think and feel and contemplate and de- sink my teeth into, and while I don't necessarily always need that, if if I'm dishing out a five in a category about themes, it's not going to this thing because there really are no themes. Brendan, I think you found as much of a theme as you could get within this, no, and that's right. great. I, I think he
1: that. he just nailed yeah. that, that that you just nailed it. Yeah, yeah that's it. great. It's getting a four.
0: It's yeah, getting a four. Yeah, I'm I not going all, we because all agree. the script yeah. is brilliant. It absolutely the is. script is is. Um, super concise and like airtight, and there's no wasted dialogue. Right. Uh, every yeah. everyone, and it is a little confusing because it is it's an intricate subject what Chris, one of the first things you said is like there's a jargon to it. Like they're yeah. they're talking street, they're talking game. You know yeah. that you have to yeah. be in on what's going on, and that's a real good script when you can get that sure. done right and keep it fun. And this movie is fun and it, it is charming and it is funny at moments. It's not I I wouldn't classify it as a comedy, yeah, but you'll you'll Oh, laugh. it's
1: certainly not ha ha funny. It's yeah, like it's you it, snicker. Yeah, oh, yeah okay, yeah. that's cool. You know,
0: but well developed characters, uh, super interesting plot. The screenplay is aces. Yeah, it just doesn't have the depth and the thematic roots to take it
2: to a five. Yeah, it doesn't
1: have the emotional emotionality that if there is a perfect Oscar movie. It doesn't have that.
2: I mean, if we go to another Robert Shaw movie, Man for All Seasons, you walk away really questioning concepts of integrity, religion, and society. yeah. You walk away from this kind of,
1: that was a cool movie. and And also that you don't necessarily care about the outcome. I think that's an important part of filmmaking, at least, and especially now in modern times, that you have to care enough about the characters to care about what happens to them. And right. in this movie, you don't really have that. Yeah, y- you like them. You don't like. You wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, they died." You know, like, except I was like, if that you were when... shocked. You weren't saddened. a okay. difference.
2: sure. Good distinction. Yeah, you know I was shocked, you? not saddened. like, "Oh shit,
1: that's a yeah. shock." Right. Like, "Oh my god, no!" That's a rea- That's an right. emotional reaction, right. and right. that's what you don't have in this movie. Yeah, which yeah. Hey, that's not what they're going for, and that's fine. But. That gives it the four out of, right. not yeah. the
0: five. Yeah, so we, we were fours across the board in, in that third guy. So Chris, overall, you were a 5-5-4. Five, 5-4, five, five four. Four. yeah. Okay, I was a 4-5-4. Four, four, very close to a 5-5-4 five, five, uh-huh. also, but I, I just held that. Surprises that surprises me,
1: but okay.
0: And Brendan, you were a... 4-3-4. Four, 4-3-4. Three, four. Four, three, four. For all the BPC loyal listeners scoring at home. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast, as we say, in the, in the front of this whole thing. It's not a who should have won podcast, but we do like to recognize the other movies that were nominated so that if there is someone at home that wants to scream and yell about what should have won, this is the time to do it. And this was a good year. A year of pretty solid Oscar nominees. I know we've done some of these and I try to watch one.
1: At least one of yeah, the Yeah, one of the other nominees. Yeah. It's a
0: good way to just see a movie I haven't seen and get a little better uh, yeah. grasp of what's going on. But then there's some years that I look and I'm just like, oh. Which one of these am I gonna pick? This one not believe hard. it or not, I was able to watch them all, with the exception of one. Oh. I didn't see a touch of class, so we'll we'll you know, we'll do that one first. But they were all streaming for free on the platforms. Okay. They were all under two hours, and I was like, Hey, this is, this is great and they were all notable movies, so okay. it was it was good. And they were all first watches for me too. So. Okay. But we'll start with the touch of class. It's the one I, I did not see, so I I know I said I did my homework on Twitter. So I didn't see a touch of class. So yeah, fine. But nobody cares. uh, (laughs) It was uh, directed by Melvin Frank. It won Best Actress Mm. that year. And it was the only Oscar that it won. And that was Glenda Jackson won for Best Lead Actress. And A Touch of Class is a romantic comedy about a pair of clandestine lovers in a London, Spain tryst. Yeah. Wow, so,
1: sounds like uh, my favorite movie of all time. Actually, the, sounds like it is. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying.
0: George Seagal in there, too. Not uh, Steven Seagal, but George Seagal. Even the IMDb guy didn't care so much. He only wrote that small...
1: <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that, I love that, that, that,
0: that small blurb, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. We did the one... We did <laughs> Annie Hall, and yeah. one of the nominees that year was Star Wars. Yeah. And the IMDb's description for Star Wars... Is, is like a small novel. Yeah, right. And right, then right. they travel with a Wookiee named Chewbacca, and they board the Millennium Falcon and they go to a planet where Endor, and on Endor, they meet the Ewoks, and then they go about and yeah, do the yeah, yeah. It's just like alright, this guy who was assigned to this cares a little yeah, too much about Star yeah, Wars yeah. here. But now, I know, Chris, you said that no one cares, but that's not true. Because we did receive a question oh. about a touch of class. Oh. Oh, is, boy. It, is it Catherine Short? It's Catherine Zeta Short indeed, oh. yes. She asked, uh, she asked one of the questions. Sorry. So I knew, when I, I knew when I said that I did my homework, I should have known that the first question would be about a touch of class from Catherine Zeta Short. You can check out Zeta Short's podcast, 300 Passions. Uh, I've been a guest on that one. I think our episode on Ivanhoe just aired. We have uh, Grant Z was on as well. RDB B was on. Joey R. It's all been on. Catherine goes through all of the movies that were up for the AFI Top 100 Passions list. Good. Cool. It's That's it, a
1: cool concept. Yeah, man.
0: and their they're movies are very, they just range, and you get some. Some rom-coms from the 20s, right up to True Romance, right up to... Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's very very interesting. True Romance is on there, huh?
1: That's that's fun. That's interesting.
0: So, Catherine Zeta Short asks, Did Glenda Jackson deserve to win Best Actress for A Touch of Class? So, I didn't see A Touch of Class. Uh, We are going to talk about another movie which was in contention in this in a little bit. Ellen Bernstein was also nominated. Yeah, Ellen Bernstein was also nominated for The Exorcist. So we're going to get to that one a bit. So is that we'll, for Best we'll,
1: Actress or Best Supporting? Actress. But
0: there's
2: one, FP, thing, huh? there's one thing we can say here is that, I mean, not that the one female character in The Sting, I'm not saying she was bad, but we can say that no one in The Sting is getting Best Actress. No, not lead. No, not lead. no. Right. Just, so there just isn't, there isn't really a is, lead actress. I right, mean, that, that movie's out.
0: Great. Next up, George Lucas directed movie. American Graffiti. It's American Graffiti, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, you've yeah. seen
1: American it's, Graffiti? Uh, yeah, years ago, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, Brendan, I'm oh, surprised you have it. Alternate title, not Star Wars. It's, it's a, yeah, right. yeah it's, I mean, it's a, good, it's a
1: good movie. I like it. I, from what I remember, it's good. I don't know if it's a Best Picture winner, but yeah, I've never so, seen it. I've never seen
2: it. Yeah, I guess it's surprising. I'm not, I'm a big Star Wars fan, not a big George Lucas fan. I watched it for the first time here this
0: week.
1: Yeah,
2: and easy watch.
1: Yeah, it is entertaining. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right, right as you put it on. Yeah, it was market corrected by dazed and confused for sure. I mean, there's <laughs> no, there's no doubt. I mean, it's it is dazed and confused yeah. only in the early '60s instead of the '70s. And
1: not, and not honestly, not as entertaining. No. I like well, dazed and, and confused. And confused
0: is, yeah, is it's awesome. more entertaining. You know, Linklater it just, just, it just crushes is. it, yeah, it yeah, with yeah,
1: that. Yeah. He clearly
0: drew all his influence oh, from absolutely. TV, so you can't, yes, yeah, it's it's hard, but
1: when it's, there's a market correction, you
0: do have to kind of. Yeah, know I wouldn't
1: it. say it's a re a remake, but it's it's, it's definitely same deal, though. taking the same it's driving
0: around in cars, movies, yeah. trying to trying to uh, to party and get laid. That's I'll say this about American Graffiti: the MVP of that movie is one thousand percent the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, the yeah. this
0: and I love fifties, sixties rock wow. and roll. I love that. Days to
1: Confuse is the same.
0: It, it is, but this movie, the music is better for me, just because okay. it's uh, it's. It's a little. Bit, the Confused confuses a lot of that classic rock shit. Slow that you hear ride, all the time. And yeah, and stuff the, like that. Yeah, you know, hear like... that. You hear that all the time. Early sixties, late fifties, rock and roll yeah. is just, and it's just track after track just after track. Right. And the they have uh, the Wolfman playing the DJ, and, yeah, and that whole yeah, that whole yeah, part yeah, was right. cool. But, that was my favorite part of the movie. But hold on, they don't have Matthew McConaughey, so <laughs> it doesn't have Matthew McConaughey. But it has uh, Richard Dreyfuss, and Richard Dreyfuss weirdly aged like two decades and two years. Because yeah, he yeah. he's like a high school kid in this, and two years later he's like a grizzled scientist in, in Jaws. Yeah, 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 so I don't. Yeah. Uh, and then he's even older looking in Goodbye Girl after that. So yeah. and and Close Encounters. So I don't know. Yeah. There there's a he <laughs> aged very quickly in those those few years.
1: I well, I think he aged himself. He's notoriously a. Uh... Was a partier and a coxswain. Oh, right? So coxman, so right. <laughs> think he aged himself pretty yeah. good
0: there. Uh, Ron Howard in that one as well.
1: But we have
0: uh, next, before we do The Exorcist, because I know that's okay. the hot bill item, and Chris is on the edge of his seat to talk about I, it. I literally, yeah. I, I we have that. not so much a Chris G. movie here. It's a foreign film, a Swedish foreign film. My uh, favorite. Igmar Bergman who we talked a little bit about okay. in the Annie Hall episode. And this was my first Igmar Bergman watching. It's Cries and Whispers. <laughs> Cries and Whispers.
1: I'm sorry, man. No, I'm out. I'm what sorry. well wow. from the That's audience they watched the movie. He's out already. I'm crying and whispering to myself that I don't want to see that movie ever. Right. Sounds horrible. Uh, is it is it good?
0: Well, I'll give my thoughts in a sec. So the okay. synopsis is, and Igmar Ingmar Bergman is a yeah, sure amazing one of the yeah, one of the highly most highly regarded directors of all time. But when a woman dying of cancer in early twentieth century Sweden is visited by her two sisters, long repressed feelings between the siblings rise to the surface. Okay, so I'll say about this one, and this is regarded as like a as like a like an all timer. Okay. okay. I didn't enjoy it, okay. Um, but that's not to say that I think it's not good. Okay, like it's it's definitely it's definitely a film. There's definitely it's I hope it's. So. I look at it as there's like, actors,
1: there's <laughs> no there's no. I
0: mean, people talking. <laughs> there's, there's 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 more going on in it than my viewing of it would allow me take in to take in. Yeah. You know, I saw a ninety minute movie and an opera and a window to watch it and. It started, I'm like, oh, okay, oh boy, what do we got going on here? And it won for Cinematography that year, and it deserved to win for Cinematography that year. It's it's brilliantly shot and all that. It's kind of like the film school meow mix.
3: Right. You know, like they're just yeah. going to
0: gobble it up. Like, this is sure. this is one you'd want to study in, in oh, film yeah. school and talk of this. And,
1: and when I criticize these old movies, it doesn't mean I'm saying they're not good. I just, they're not for You're me. You're not going to be entertaining. Right. They're not yeah. for me. I don't like them and, for me. And the heavy-handed
2: artistic film just never strikes me it's, You're right it's it can get it can be a
1: little heavy-handed much. Th- thematic
2: parts of films
1: well and I know, and I know Kieran you don't like when well. they when they preach, like when they're they have an agenda and they're just like pounding you over the yeah, head. Yeah, and
0: you. that's not this movie. Okay, yeah. I'm saying
1: you. You. No, I don't like said that. that yes. In a, yes, about
0: a lot of movies. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I think if I think the the best way to make a point is through great storytelling, what? not by telling everyone you're trying to make a point. Right. But you right. also know, Chris, that one of the things that I don't love as a viewer, and this is a personal thing, yeah. it's not to say it's not good, mm-hmm. is dream sequences, and <sighs> time lapsing, and. Is what I'm watching real or is it a dream or is it someone's fantasy? When did this happen? How did it happen? Is this even really happening? <sighs> David Lynch movies. You've seen David Lynch movies, Chris and Brennan. I, I, I'm, not a, a, I'm not a fan. Okay, so the, the, this is. David Lynch was clearly influenced by a movie like *Crysis*. Yeah, right. Like that—that's right. his style. Yeah, I that's what he likes to do. Yeah. I mean, this is better than any David Lynch movie I've
1: ever seen. Yeah, I I, I, I'm not a fan of David yeah, Lynch movies. I
0: will tell you that this—this is, this is listen—it's a 90-minute movie. It's—it's it's right there for you. There's some cool imagery in it. I think that I'd have to watch it again to get a better grasp of it. I'm not saying it's a movie I'd never watch again because I think that in the right—in the right headspace, I'd appreciate it a little more. Because again, I do see a really good film in there. But I just wasn't, I don't think I was as invested as I should have well, been I know, watching this. Chris, I don't, I don't think you would enjoy it.
1: I know you don't like that stuff because after many, many, many years of badgering you, you ended up watching Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you loved it, right? I did love Sopranos, yes. But the stuff you don't like, and you're not alone, yes. is the dream sequence episodes of The Sopranos. I
0: don't like, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Stephen King decides to, every once in a while, have a chapter of a character having a dream. I don't... Like, that to me, that's a filmmaker or a writer just having fun for himself yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh this is where i get to just flex my and, and creativity you have to
1: you and have to then interpret <laughs> what is going on yes it's self indulgent
0: yeah, yeah. it's insisting upon itself but we'll yeah. carry on to our godfather yeah so.
1: you i but, i agree with you in that i, I don't enjoy that now, in general i've said a
0: lot here and i don't want it all to be interpreted as a degradation of cries and whispers i think cries and whispers is really and honestly Honestly, Chris, I think it's a movie that Jasmine might watch and be like, oh my God, this oh. is genius. Okay, that might be one
1: we'll check out. Yeah, yeah.
0: so uh, I don't, and it's, again, 90 minutes. It's far. It's You have to be into this. I'm into subtitles. I watch every movie with subtitles. My this wife thing, so. is
1: somebody that likes to sit there and analyze every detail and, and, and figure out what they're trying to say. I don't always enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I just want to live my life and enjoy it. I don't want. I don't want to have to right. consider every every piece of my entire existence. Yeah. You know?
0: So there, there is a greater piece of art there that I wasn't necessarily ready to fully absorb in this okay. viewing. So I'll admit that. I'm in no way saying it's bad, but I will say though, dream sequence and dream logic takes me out of it a bit. And finally, William Friedkin's The Exorcist. Yeah, it's tough. This is a movie and I had never seen The Exorcist and if you yeah. if you were I listening l- to our uh, I think that was our Roadhouse episode so neither of you guys were on that one mm-hmm. but we all went around the table and brought up what we thought was the most popular movie we hadn't seen and okay. I mine was The Exorcist
1: you hadn't seen it wow. I saw it for the first time this yeah, week just oh, this week wow. and Karen, I, I we, and we have not talked other than you just said uh, yeah yeah it was good you didn't really give me anything, so I'm curious what your first watch experience was. Seriously. It is
0: a brilliant film, much more than a horror film. I think that William Freakin is an unbelievably freaking good director, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one thing that I was not prepared for, Jason Miller's performance in this. Yeah. I didn't know, I knew I knew Ellen Burson is in it. Uh, I knew that... Linda Blair was in it, and I knew I know knew enough about that to be prepared for yeah. it, but wasn't ready for Max uh, Max von Sydow, yeah. and I wasn't ready for for Jason Miller, and the two of them just yeah. absolutely crushed it. The performances, as the performances as a whole, I wasn't uh, ready. That's for. I didn't, that's the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, the, really?
1: it's just incredible, in my opinion. It's the most terrifying movie ever made. Even still, I know there's been a million horror movies since. I still think it's one of it. I think it's the the most terrifying movie ever made, and it holds up to this day. I to me,
2: I agree with you. I will never forget the first time I've seen that movie, and I was young when I saw it. It's that. an
1: experience that you'll never forget in a good way. Also, in a, it, it, it sticks with you for it sticks with you. It right. doesn't go away. Being a Catholic that has that
2: extra kick. To I it. don't know what that's like, but right. I'm curious what right. that's like. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like that gave me an extra kick. I was in junior high school when I saw it. Yeah. Her walking up the stairs, I know that's a classic scene, but her walking you up the stairs. You mean the crab walk? The crab walk. You up know, the that's stairs. not
1: part of the original movie. Oh. That was not in theaters. That was added. A, a scene they took out because they thought it would Be too scare scary. people too much. They took it out and they put it back in later. Okay. Uh, so that wasn't what was shown in the theater. Okay. Can you imagine? It was too scary. I mean, that that I that think was that's the most the scariest, most, the scariest, scariest scene part scene. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The
0: practical effects, I love. I've Absolutely. talked about this no. in yeah, the past. No CGI. I hate CGI. I hate green screen shit. Well, the um, pea soup. The neck you know the neck yeah. twisting and the pea soup mm. and the vomit and the sound oh, the sound the sound in this movie oh, is please. just yeah. it's just brilliant and it well, won for
1: sound it was one of its th- th- I th- was gonna say this thing lost for sound because The Exorcist won for sound and right. damn right they should have the the talking backwards thing the, in tongues oh, or whatever oh my gosh yeah. I mean
0: all that stuff yeah, it won two it won two Oscars sound as as Chris mentioned and adapted screenplay
1: I know you saw it later in, in life Kieran so it might not affect you the same way but it I, I still find it terrifying. I don't want I don't want like to watch it alone. Like if I when I rewatch oh, it, no. And and if I watch it, I have to go to sleep with the lights on. <laughs> I know. And you know, you know, you said you you reference your your religion and. I, I don't have a lot of spirituality, but let me tell you, that movie <laughs> scares me all the same. Maybe you know, it like makes you think a, bit, a little it, bit. It yeah, kind of does, like, I'll be honest. It, yeah. it scares the goddamn bejesus out of me. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's also the, the lore behind the movie is really important. Cast and crew you know, died, have had horrible experiences in life. How does Linda Blair not get nominated? For, she was nominated. How, okay, so for Best Actress. Supporting Actress. How is that? Su- That's interesting. Ooh, she's the main part of the movie, though, right? B- yeah, but character. she's
0: not the. So we have an interesting question on cat, uh, category fraud okay. from uh, pertaining to the to the actors and not the actresses. I view this one as Ellen Burson's story. The, to me, the narrative runs through her, and it's her daughter who. Is the object of the demon, but is not really carrying the weight of the plot.
1: But what the the things that that girl had to do to get that performance? Yeah, and she got nominated as a supporting actress. She's a supporting actress. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's that's she's the one being. I, I don't know. That that that's a. I think that's a distinction that I I never understand with the uh, the academy. Sometimes they just do weird stuff like that. Like
0: so, I'll, so I'll ask this one too. This this question came from uh, Gabe Guarin, who's at Gabe the Joker, and he wrote: Did Jason Miller's category fraud nomination cost Max von Sydow a nomination? So Max von Sydow plays the priest in the beginning, who's over in Iraq, yeah, and yeah, he gets yeah. called in as the exorcist.
3: Right.
0: He was not nominated yet. Jason Miller who plays Father Karras, who whose mother one? passes away, yeah. and he's in the, he was nominated for supporting actor. Hmm. So I think Gabe's point is that, is that Jason Miller should have been up for the lead. Lead
1: actor, absolutely. And, and no
0: supporting. Supporting. That's I don't, that wrong. I, don't, I think if you say that a, a, a movie has to have a lead actor, then Jason Miller's the lead actor. But I think that the only lead in this movie is Ellen Burson. The, that's yeah, okay. the, the, there's a lead actress there's a no lead actress and it's her story and then they're actor. supporting yeah. people yeah. around her that's uh, I how mean, I viewed it I that's mean, how the, the Academy played Pierre, it there, are, there are a that. lot of people that
1: would that. that would argue and have argued that there should not be a distinction between actress and actor that it should be it's an ongoing best debate, actor, and if, that you know, if you in the and
0: rest. if you if you create a Twitter best, account and go you know, on there, you'll see them arguing about it yeah, <laughs> every you know. day. Best supporting
1: right. actor, best uh, lead actor, and that's it. That just that's what it is. I, you know, I, I don't know what's right. There may be multiple people that deserve an award, and that's the best way to do you it. Fi- you have to find
0: yeah. a way to make the pieces fit. Yeah, and yeah. I will say I like the fact fe- because if if Miller was going to be up for lead. He's not getting nominated, and I'm happy right. he got nominated because right. I That's think he point. deserved a nomination. And I don't think that. Right. I don't think it's a tough sell making him supporting actor.
2: That's a good point.
0: Listen to the actors that were up for lead actor this year. Okay. I mean, this, this is, is five Jones. of the most iconic actors of all time: Jack Nicholson in The Last Detail, Robert Redford in The Sting, Al Pacino in Serpico.
1: <laughs> oh, great.
0: Marlon Brando in The Last Tango in Paris. Oh, god. And the winner was Jack Lemon in Save the Tiger. Okay. I mean, those are. I think when you if if you just pressured someone into naming five Academy Award winning yeah. actors, they're probably naming four of those five. Who you know, does. Redford might be yeah. the one they might stall on.
2: Have you ever seen Serpico? Yeah, well, it's a fucking uh, great movie. Serpico is a disturbing movie. Yeah, I've never seen Serpico. Opening scene, really? Yeah, no. Oh my god! Opening I mean, scene you... of Serpico was like a rape scene. It's it's disturbing.
1: Yeah, that's um, the
2: seventies, you know. Yes, it's, but, it's 70s
0: New York. I think that original question was, though, do you think that Von Sydow would have gotten a supporting award if Miller's not in there? I don't know. I don't know that he necessarily so. did enough. I think he's a great actor and a legendary yeah, actor, enough. but there wasn't enough yeah, in there, there for wasn't him to enough. get nominated. Yeah.
1: They, they, that, they, that does matter, like, how how much of a part of the movie you were in.
0: Any other things to say about, about Exorcist? It's just a, just a great movie. Uh, should it have won Best Picture?
1: That, I mean, that's the, the ultimate question. I, I, um, I, listen... I think it changed cinema forever so that's it's a hard argument to to say that it, it shouldn't have Sting, the thing is a much more enjoyable movie to watch <laughs> <laughs> right like I think the masses tough to argue that it's you would would prefer that movie you know it's it's just just a it's exorcist is hard to watch- Tw- uh, fifty years later I still have a hard time watching it
2: I think there's a great argument to say that Exorcist should have won I'm a little bit happy that didn't uh, I, I, I like knowing that The Sting won and Exorcist Exorcist will always be remembered in, in its right. own right
1: Exorcist doesn't need It didn't that, need to win The Sting, sting, did. Win. The sting right. did The Sting right. did
2: because The Sting would have been
0: forgotten or could have right. not would have could have been forgotten because people yeah, right. do love The Sting The Sting is yeah. a beloved movie oh, It is, absolutely
1: yeah. I, They're both great movies just very different and uh, yeah. uh, it's hard to say
0: Hot. Real quick, some other movies that were that were up this year. Just want to shout them out if if anything pops to you, you want to say something. We mentioned Serpico. The last detail. I save the Tigerwood to the other ones. Our animation tournament is up there right now, and uh, I think by the time this comes out, though, it will be complete, and there will okay. be there will be one. But uh, Disney's Robin Hood came out this year. Was nominated for best song. Didn't well, didn't work out for me. I had that yeah, one. Not in the... not for me. I have uh, Chris. I have one that I know that that you like here. Wicker Man. And this is the not original Nick- Wicker yes, Man. Not Nicolas Cage oh, and the Beast. Boy.
1: The original Wicker Man. Nicolas
2: Cage is getting a lot of play in, have you, in the movie. Have start, you ever seen
1: yes. the original Wicker Man, I Brendan? Have no, I have not. Is, I haven't seen the Nicolas Cage one. It's no. terrifying. It's awesome and terrifying. Yeah, I love that movie. I've great heard movie. great things. You God, you haven't seen it either? I God
0: damn it! I've heard great things. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Paper Moon, Tatum O'Neil won the that Supporting a good, Actor. That's a good she movie.
1: That's a good movie. Yeah, she was, I yeah. think,
0: the youngest to win yeah. an Oscar. There was a Bond movie, and it just Live and Let Die is the Bond movie. I don't know much about the movie, but I do know that that's The Wings... Paul McCartney's mm, yes. song that was then redone oh. by Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah, Living Yeah, that's great. I oh, just never cover. connected that that was a Bond song. Oh, you didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes total sense Absolutely. now. Clint Eastwood, gotta throw it out there. High Plains Drifter. Never seen mm. it. Western, directed and starring Clint Eastwood. And we have a Marty Scorsese, Mean Streets.
1: You know, you and I love that movie, right? You've seen it. Yes. Yes.
0: Great and stuff. our guy, Richard
1: April, in that one. Yep. 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 We always bring that up from Sopranos.
0: Yeah. So the Twitter questions, I just have a couple more before we say goodbye. And I did open this up to not just the Sting, but also uh, the frontman of the Police Sting, as well as <laughs> former WCW champ Sting. <laughs> and we did get a question from our very own Grant Z, and he said, "Do you think?" And this would be the WCW version of Sting, Brendan. I'll let you field this question. Yeah, you Do you think Sting's change into The Crow look was an artistic choice, or uh, was that him just keeping up with the times?
2: I get very weary whenever we talk about professional wrestlers being artistic. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go he's keeping up with the times.
0: Okay. And I'm showing Chris here clips of both the Oh my
1: God. Bleach Blonde <laughs> What is
0: this? The Bleach Blonde Surfer Sting versus the Crow Sting who's coming down from the rafters. I'll there.
1: be honest with you I, do, I don't I just don't get the appeal of this but okay <laughs> right. you're all good
0: man. Like I think it's fair to say he was keeping up with the times. But was the that the, NWO, was it the this 90s? Is, was the late 90s the peak of, of wrestling ratings. So he's,
1: he's ripping off the movie The Crow crow
0: I guess. he ripped off the look yeah the look, i guess he, right, the, right. the look and the nwo was invading and he was the lone guy so protecting. he thought it
1: was a good idea to do a performance a big performance stunt where he came from the ceiling him or his bosses when yeah. the guy who played the crow also died from a horrible <laughs> accident uh. And uh, uh, right around the time,
0: set? I think right around the time, another wrestler, uh, Owen Hart, oh, <laughs> <that> <laughs> happened too. fell from the Yeah, that, that was a me. really smart idea. Yeah, so that's a, we've exhausted all the uh, WCW Sting questions. Um, <laughs> I do have one on the movie The Sting, the movie that we've covered here today, and this is from the Cinemusts podcast. Mike from the Cinemusts podcast asked... Better Newman Redford combo, this or Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I guess I'll feel this. Yeah, one. you're gonna have to. Yeah, I think the two of them together on screen, I'm gonna go with Butch Cassidy yeah, and I've the heard Sundance. Just because exists. they're just their rapport throughout the movie is a true tag team, yeah. you know, and that's like a real buddy. That's flick. a buddy movie where yeah. this is like they were great on screen together, but their characters were. They kind of had separate motives a little yeah, bit. I guess they had yeah. the same uni- unilateral motive, but they were doing their own things. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Son Kid is a journey of the From two guys. From what I've read, are-
1: people, yeah. the, the Butch Cassidy is a beloved buddy duo.
0: And uh, he writes, uh, 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 he also just finishes with, excited for the show, love this one in, in, cool. in the movie. So yeah, you can check out Cinemus. they're a great podcast, I like them a lot there. Uh, also, They also do the one, the book, yeah. 1001 Movies, you must see before you die, Pick, picks one out and then kind of awesome. Uh, so, and yeah, so both cinemas and 1000 and one by one, you should check those podcasts out. They're great. The 1000 and one by one guys also uh, do an episode on cries and whispers. Okay. Uh, that we talked oh. about there. So you can check that one out and they, they dug the movie a lot. So I think you can, you know, probably get a little more in-depth analysis from them.
1: So Karen, what do you think of, uh, how do you, how do you guys rate uh, bees things as opposed to wasp things? Ooh, I mean, Joe, I've never been
0: stung by a wasp, and uh, I don't know that I'd want to deal with that.
2: I don't know that I've been stung by a wasp
1: either. Or if I would know Well, I have, and I would take bees 10 10 out of 10 times. Wasps are, well, they keep stinging. That's the problem there. If you Uh, could
2: choose your own personal hell, you'd choose bees over wasps. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Well, bees sting you once, mostly, and then they go go and die. You know, the wasp just keeps going at you. Yeah. uh,
0: so I guess before we go, and the rankings episode is coming up, but I guess we should ask, in a 1 to 92 scheme, where do you think this thing is going to end up, guys?
1: For me, it's going to be, I don't know exactly, I have to go through everything, but uh, at least in my top 10. Wow. It, it you was, really enjoyed this one. loved it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Wow. It was awesome. Brenda, what do you think? I got
2: magic number 20, 21.
0: Well, you had it pretty highly rated, too, so you yeah. love to stick the movie in the ratings
2: and then just throw it up the... Up well, the rankings. So, so I was thinking about that because you made a comment about it earlier. And if you choose an individual aspect of a movie to rate it, it's going to get scrutinized much more closely than everything together. Uh-huh. So the the, the whole the the sum was
0: greater than than the parts. Then, yeah.
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah, for me. It's a tough one. It's a really it weird one. It you is. know, I I think that the style of movies that I tend to gravitate to might hurt this one a little bit because I kinda just like those heavier, darker themed movies. But in doing this podcast, I gotta say, I mean, this was one of the most enjoyable movies we've covered as far as just absolutely sitting down yeah. and watching the movie. I really enjoyed it and I didn't want the movie to end. I mm-hmm. I, I was just having a blast watching it. So that's gonna help it along the way. I would say it's going to be better than the middle if we're breaking it up into 25%. So it'll probably be in the second tier of 25%. You know, we're saying maybe in the, in the what'd you say, Brian, 26? 21. 21?
1: Like, yeah, maybe maybe somewhere between 20 and 30. I could see it being... Wow. You know? to, to me, that's really low, guys. Like, I just think it's, it's one of the better movies we've covered. Like, other than the ones that are like classics. This is way shot with a
0: bullet. It's, it's going to be, the uh, Rankings episode is going to be interesting to see yeah. how everybody puts their heads together and comes up with it. there's
1: so. some that, you know, at the end of the day I'm supposed to like, but uh, yeah, you don't, you I'm going to be it. honest here, and I'm saying this one, I a I was excited to watch, and it lived up, it more than lived up to my expectations.
0: That's so. great. And it's going to be interesting to see where everyone puts them, because I think that just people look at these classics in different ways. And like we said, this is a beloved movie. People love this movie. And I just wonder how each person's going to interpret it. It seems like both yeah. of you guys really enjoyed it. And I, that makes me happy that, uh, you know, we got to yeah, cover a movie. Yeah, thank God for once.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> gave me an old movie that I liked for Christmas sake. Well, about for
0: all seasons. Please. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, this was fun. Do we have anything you want to throw out before
1: we say goodbye? Dude, thank you for giving me a good movie for once. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Loved it. Brendan? Yeah, it was great to
2: be here. I, th- I think we really hit every aspect of this movie. Here. We
0: covered it good. I'm, I'm happy you guys both had a good time watching it. And we definitely had a good time talking. We got to talk about some fun other nominees for once too, yeah. with Exorcist. And, yeah, God, thank too. you but, so
3: much for uh, once.
0: A lot of fun. We have uh, we have one more episode before our our conclusion to season two. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And gentlemen, we'll have the great Sting himself play us out. <laughs> we'll set. We'll catch you next week, everyone. Thank
3: you.